Hey, what's good, people? This is the Option Podcast. I'm Jason DeBiss. This is episode 113. That's Mike Cavateo. And the episode starts right now. Oh, it's okay. It's working. But that works. Yeah, that was turned up, but that works. Hey, what's up, people? This is episode 113. I am Jason DeBiss. This is episode 113. This is the Option Podcast, and asking you shall receive because I've got to give the people, give the people what they want. Mike. Hey, come to you. What's up, everybody? And I'm also glad to have back Oh my God, my right-hand woman, Miranda. What the hell am I doing without you? Like I said, when COVID hit, it was the single most miserable time of my life because I had to learn how to do all this shit by myself. So we, hey, before we got on the podcast, we were talking about Kelsey, Kelsey yep. Brandon, right? right? She's um, for those of you listening, Kelsey's got like this um big event, this big four events coming for up sure. um, October tenth. Yep, and. She's awesome. She's an awesome human being. Just putting all this, putting in this straight up work. Definitely, yeah. A lot you know? goes into that, right? There is. Yeah. It's weird. I call what she's doing volleyball activism. Mm-hmm. You know, like some some people are good with symbolism. You know, they put stuff on social media that makes everybody better, and that works for them. And then there's some people that are out there just yep. just putting in that straight yeah. work. And and I got to tell you, that's. That's her, man. I got you know. I'm not saying one's better than the other. I'm just saying people play to their strengths, and I think she's really strong with that. For sure, yeah. Kelsey's always been good with uh, bringing people together socially too, like just around her most of the two. So she she organizes fours games for everybody. So she's kind of always that social leader, and then she's got a chance to be on that uh, put together this event like that. So it's a really special thing for her too, you know, to have that opportunity to do something for like a special cause too. So it's and she's the person to do it. She, yeah. She, and we were also saying she's got like one of these dude voices. <laughs> like who the hell knows she's yeah. deaf? Nobody knows. You nah, know, somebody, you would have never. You would have. You know, know uh, like um, I mean, we, we ain't trying. I'm not trying to cheese cheese the deaf to say they sound they sound a certain way, but she doesn't sound like your I guess your classic run of the mill deaf person that kind of has this thing like that, right? Right. No, hers is yeah. like. You know, let's evacuate these bitches. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that's 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 her. It sounds like a military leader. So yep. yeah, you would never be able to. Yeah. Know, so for sure. you are. How long you been in Hermosa? I've been here three years. So three years coming up in November, actually. So two in a little bit. Wow! Holy yeah. sugar! It's pretty pretty sure that's where I met you, south of the pier. I think right? so. Just kind of doing your thing. You look yep. like. I think you look like someone that I knew, and you, and you weren't that person. But I was like, I like you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell you're from New York, though, too. So you got the New York connection. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I get that a lot. Mm. Some people, all my friends, are like, "Oh, I waved to you the other day at the pier uh, by the Strand." And I'm like, "That wasn't me. Like, yeah. I wasn't there. Like, I, the person didn't wave back." Well, before we go any further on this podcast, I give you a piece of advice. Um, if you're not sure if you know someone, just say hi. <laughs> yep. Just wave. If you see a girl with a visor cap and shades, yeah. What? Oh, you yeah. want to talk about people that wave. look alike? Volleyball people. The women. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ten times more than the men. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right. Just hat big, big leg hat shades. Um. Yeah. 
but you're playing sunset games. They're out there. They can see a silhouette of you. Looks 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 enough like you. Yeah, just wave. Uh, yeah. I, I remember Andrew Dentler was going to get a T-shirt saying, "No, I'm not Ryan Doherty." Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I can see that. Yeah. So that's. Uh, um, was there something other than volleyball that brought you out of New York to here? No, mostly volleyball. So I came out here yeah. um, just for volleyball, and then obviously being part of California and being part of that lifestyle here and what Hermosa Beach has to offer is just something that was something new for me and took that chance. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and you're from New York? Yeah, grew up in Queens. You grew up in Queens? Yeah. Mark Beer grew up in Queens. Yeah, okay. we went to the same high school. Oh, you did? We didn't know each other then. What high school, though? St. Francis Prep. And, oh, that's uh, a good school. Yeah. yeah oh, good school. shoot. That's a, that's a good school, man. Yeah, good college. I was coaching yeah. Hunter High School, and we had... Um, I think in order for us to be to be ranked with someone, we had to play a lot of schools outside of the PSAL. And um, the best schools at that time, the public schools, mm-hmm. were all in Queens. Mm-hmm. Um, Cardozo. Right. Um, American Academy of American Studies had a four-year period, a couple of Polish guys. Okay. You know, that's what you get when you have these foreign, when you have a, when it's a foreign, a foreign yeah. student school, right? And, yeah. You know, some kid playing at four <laughs> years old who's like housing you at 10. Yeah. And um, St. Francis Prep. Who else? Chaminade. Chaminade, yeah. Um, Regis was a private school. That was in Manhattan, though. For sure. But or like Malloy's and I don't know, Malloy. Yeah. All in that CHSA league. That yeah. was uh, yeah, Were you, um, did you play college ball? I played college basketball. Oh, you did? So, yeah, I didn't play volleyball um, until four years ago. <laughs> what? <laughs> Holy Three, fucking yeah. shit. Four years ago. Yeah, three or four years ago, I started playing, and uh, I looked up better at beach. I was like, I need to learn how to get better dude. at volleyball. <laughs> this dude comes out holding his platform. The man got <laughs> sand hands. He's clearing in there, the timing on his block. Um, didn't come out goofy foot, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, Rob McLean, what do you want from me? Um <laughs> Rob just texted me. That's amazing, dude. Four years? Yeah. Yeah. So I started, my friend asked me to play in a sixes league, and I just, uh, I got hooked. Can you fucking believe that, Miranda? Not at all. That's insane, dude. It used to be the Hermosa story, like, <laughs> going through Better at Beach, getting into it, and then it's all the time. Yep. <laughs> dude, I got to tell you, um, you make people reevaluate. How long did they been playing? <laughs> this dude comes out of nowhere in four years. You're like, some dudes are like, maybe I should get a coach. <laughs> maybe I should get a. <laughs> That's the one thing I did right away. It's just I got, I got the coach. I got a coach right away going to Mark mm. and just learning the right way from the start. Pretty much that was. I think Mark, that helped a lot. I love what Mark is doing in a sense that, in the South Bay, for everybody listening and everyone watching this podcast. You're not going to find too many adult clinics and adult camps. All right? Oh, where's my camera? Right there. The only <laughs> thing the South Bay gives a shit about are juniors <laughs> and high-level professionals and no one else in between. There's right to my knowledge. Yeah. I mean, I know Sigler does some fun mm-hmm. stuff, but that's not a camp. That's not a clinic. That's right. just a whole bunch of people drinking and getting together. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is, right? Uh, respect respect to, right. To, to Bill. Um, Mark is the only guy in the South Bay doing an adult camp, an adult clinic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's from what I've seen so far. I mean, and he's bringing a community too. And he has like community people there that come all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just, and he's giving high level instruction. All of his coaches there are just, 
you're getting the best instruction too in the South Bay. Yeah, um, from well, those guys. Well, Tanisa, right? Tin, uh, three. She um, played ball in Canada. She was on a podcast. She was at York in Canada with um, Brandy Wilkerson and Sweet. and Sava Pavin. Um, and she was part of their camps, and then you know advanced on just trying mm-hmm. to, I guess, just trying to find ways to do it right. And I mean, to me, beach volleyball is. If you want to succeed at it, you want to find a way to do it right. And right, I use the word right as loosely because there are more than one ways to skin a cat. Mm-hmm. But right is just this basic, grounded, fundamental way where you can find a technique that gets stronger as you as you continue to grow in a game. And there's something when that you can rely on when you need it, right? Yeah. When the score is 19 up, tensions are high and butt cheeks get tight. For sure. Yeah. Um, you need you need something to fall back on that works. Because yeah. we, in, in my experience, I've seen so many players at all levels mm-hmm. fall back to something that they're comfortable with that doesn't necessarily work. Mm-hmm. Like in high school or in a lot of these club things, someone gets blocked and they get blocked and it's 23 up. They will just hit middle of the court as hard as they can and beg the ref for a touch. That's, right. that's their comfort zone. That's something that maybe they've gotten lucky a couple of times and gotten the touch, but it's something where they know they won't get blocked mm-hmm. but there's so many other things that can go wrong with it right on the in a sixes game you can either get blocked or you get touched up where it goes straight to position six and if you manage to split the hands on the block it goes straight to position six he digs it and even if it goes to position six you don't have the range for the ball and not be hit long so there's like there's like a hundred different things wrong with hitting middle of the court unless it's like a go ball like you're like you're hitting the tweener and dropping it in front of the um sometimes with with sand someone gets blocked they just start rolling yep. they start rolling and yep. and next thing you know their body language right suggests shot Mm-hmm. Right, because they're not, they don't look like they're jumping for power, and any decent player or any decent Absolutely. defender is like shot, 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 shot. So, so I guess my question to you as I'm babbling along here, um, how comfortable are you with what Mark has been showing you and developing techniques that you're comfortable that bring you to the dance? Uh, it's helped me, it's a loaded t- question, but it's helped me so much. I mean, just the the type of vision, the core vision that he kind of always teaches throughout his like camps and, and throughout his lessons, that's key for like beach and doubles. And there's so much court available and just having that ability to kind of read the defender or read the block and shoot to a specific spot. Pretty much when I like first started, I was more of a shooter because I didn't really have that natural arm swing. So that helped a lot just to have the vision. And then now more developing like a swing and be able to be aggressive and force the defender to, like stick in the angle a little bit more because they are threatened by, but me potentially swinging as well. Um, but those are like little things that Mark does so well. Um, it's just constantly giving feedback during his lessons, I think, too. Um, when, I've, when I've worked with him, that's just consistently telling you like, what were you thinking there? Or what can you change here for this, like this aspect? Or did you see the defender move? Did you see him like start poking early? And like, now it's a giveaway sign that he's going to either go over the block or like, like you got to read those kind of things quickly. And then that's the thing about just getting more reps in is you're just, you're getting those instincts built in where now you, you've seen that play a thousand times and you're just like, all right, I know he's going to hit a cut shot here. My blocker's taking away line or something. And you know, you it, can make those Isn't threes. it amazing that even at the high levels, a lot of players give away their shot? Some, like you, yeah. just, you just had this, right? Someone's jumping, they got both arms up, and then they do this. Yep. And it kind of buys you, for the defender, I guess any decent defender, you got to be able to cover a lot of court in about a, just over a second, maybe one point. 
1.15 seconds, 1.2 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruno, you know, Brazil does it in like 0.9. Yeah. Um, so that's a, that's some elite shit right there. Ahmed, we got we got to do some. You know that guy from <laughs> Qatar, man. Yeah. We got to do some more research on him because he's he's yeah, he's, he's he's a top three defender that right. no one talks about. Of course, there's yeah. Christian Sorum and his Lupo and all these people, but but I think. That's what for the people watching, as far as reading React is concerned, right? They assuming you can't read him and he's shooting, you only have you have less than a second mm-hmm. on a perfect set, and you're not most more likely than that in system, you're not gonna get it. But anything that can help you read for dig, sure. you know, um is really, really good. So Mark has been instrumental in that, right? Yeah, Mark's been instrumental in like especially in my career and I've worked with other coaches as well too, like like P1440 is another platform that I was part of that really helped me grow too. So um, many players, huh? Yeah, and that's the that's the thing. It's just like these opportunities that pop up and that you get to take advantage of and connect with new people, meet with new people, understand new coaching philosophies from different people too. So you just pick up things from, and you pick up things from players too along the way. Like players give you tips and just being open to like listening to those players is like so helpful for me when I've yeah. been around and playing. Yeah, always listen. That's the rule. Yeah. Right. I always listen. And then, um, again, it's more than one way to skin a cat, right? There, you know, um, Rob McLean, I was working with him and he was showing me, um, we were sharing ideas on like the knee down drill, something that I I teach, Mm -hmm. but I, as a player, have never practiced. As an indoor player, I never wore knee pads, um, very much like Karch and like some other players. Um, And his philosophy is it takes more energy to not use the knee than it is to use the knee. So, but the argument was, it's not a lot of energy to, to not use the knee for the people who have not been using the knee all their life. Huh. And that's something Rob needed to be a, a cue to. I mean, he, there's one way Rob teaches everybody how to play, and it is the right, it is technically the right way if you're coaching juniors who are coming up who, mm-hmm. who don't have the habit of doing it another way, right? Like, sure. Phil's a goofy fit, right? Yeah. Is a new coach going to come along and say, you, you shouldn't jump lefty, <laughs> yeah. right? Yep. Phil's going to be like, you're fired. <laughs> you know, you're right. <laughs> and you're fired. <laughs> so I guess what, because you're an adult, I was going to ask you the question because you're an adult, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you were also, you've also been playing four years. So yeah. it's not like you're into adulthood where you, you've developed techniques that are stronger that work and, or, or bad habits, like getting yeah. better yeah. at doing it the wrong way. So were there yeah. any, were there any obstacles in your development? Um, that you felt like could be problematic that you had to fix? Passing. Passing was, <laughs> passing, I'm still working on that. Passing is just one of the hardest skills that I like picking up and just uh, just moving and getting that platform together. Um, that's kind of been like the hardest thing and just basically just getting out there and just getting as many reps in as possible and just keep drilling that uh, for the most part. But that's been like the biggest challenge for me a lot. Um, and it was nice too, cause trans- like never playing indoor, is that handsets were always, I always did, always started with beach handsets at least. So there was never like a transition period or something different from a fast release to right from to like the, more the, slow and smooth. The Pizza Hut set, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The 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 FBI catch and release. Yep. Um, good. No, but passing, passing's king out in, in, in the beach, yeah. and it's even more so for indoor because passing mm-hmm. is a timing play. You have to pass to a, a target that is more specific. If you pass anywhere away from that target, you might you might have a middle. You're running a pattern. 
right. at a certain zone, and out of the setter has to move there. You just took out one of your one of For your sure. three options by by not passing this timed play. Mm-hmm. So where the beach, you just have to really pass in high enough. For your setter to a use his hands b has some peripheral vision to, that if he wants to option mm-hmm. um and c that doesn't stab his gas tank yeah right Get so yeah like what specifically in passing did you think you want do you want to get better now uh, from let's say from today mm-hmm. going into next weekend going to whatever um and when i say specifically about passing i mean one move to the ball Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. One move to the ball, holding your platform at the end. Uh, yeah. I don't know if Mark is a, is a platform hole guy. He For might sure. be as an indoor player at, at, from George Mason. Yeah. Um, straight and simple, straight platform, simple pass. So what specifically passing do you think you, you want to implement or just, or just constantly maybe do some yeah. drills where your focus is on that? Give me one. Yeah, definitely um, early platform and just holding the platform. That that part's always been just a like it's trouble uh struggle for me and then just like my first feet my first footwork when the receipt when the serves coming like i don't want to waste steps i kind of want those steps to be like if the ball's to my left i don't want to have like a false shuffle step so kind of just like moving smoothly to the ball mm-hmm. and getting my feet there without like taking certain bad steps you right know, like and just okay. having that process smooth yeah um something i learned with lmu i was john's assistant at lmu and we would have practices that were specific just for that. Like we'd have a two-hour practice, and the the whole practice is passing. Mm-hmm. You play volleyball around it, of course. You set, and yep. you know maybe we'd just do shots or maybe we'd do some hard driven. But everyone had to come into each drill with with a, a something they call a passing focus. So one of the three examples, maybe there's more though that, that I got to. So if someone was to work on holding their platform and one move to the ball, mm-hmm. they couldn't choose two. They had they only had to choose mm-hmm. one. Nice. So one move to the ball, yeah. and then let volleyball take care of itself. Um, again, that's a preseason thing. Right. That's um, if for beach volleyball. If there's an out of season thing, or like training, let's say it's January and you're training to play in Huntington or somewhere in March, that's the kind of shit yeah. that you want to do at that time. So then, when you're doing real practices, you can you can operate under more than one focus, mm-hmm. and and um, it's not an overload. Some yeah. people threes an overload. That's a good call, though. Jeff like, Samuels, three three things are an overload. It's hard to focus on one and three at once. Yeah, yeah. that's a good call. Try being like, his coach, dude. <laughs> too much information. Too much information. I'm Jeff like, coached me actually too. Yeah. So Jeff was coaching me for a while. Also. But but something Jeff practices what he preaches. Yeah. Slows he slows down. Mm-hmm. He, he does everything at eye level. He doesn't speak up here like a douchebag. He everything's at eye level, you know, and he slows down and his and his articulation. Yeah, it's great. You know, I, I, we're very careful saying that about black people, right? Because it's like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> you didn't expect that coming from a brother? But no, his the way he, that man speaks for sure is yeah. is curiously uh, uh, mm-hmm. perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 you know, right? He does. He's like he's like Avery Johnson without the rasp. That, that basketball yeah, player, good, he says, yeah, well, we got to get in position to do these things. So take it where the rasp. And Jeff is like. <laughs> Well, you don't have to worry about that. That guy's not, that guy's not going to do that. Yep. Yeah. He <laughs> helped me. He helped me out a lot. A beat, he breaks it down. And then he'll so. take a beat. Yeah. yeah. Jeff's good. Yeah. But it's, it's, he thinks it's easy to being his coach. Um, but it, he's, he's got to appreciate some of It's difficult because he's a control freak. Hmm. There's some things where he, he has to allow himself to give up control. 
Mm. All right. Um, and one of our practices, like Kyle Ratty was just cracking up because we just had this long discussion, whatever, and and he wasn't gonna move. And me, I'm a strong personality. If <laughs> if he makes me stand still, then that I'm useless to him as a coach. He ain't just, he's just not gonna fucking listen to me. So yeah. um that was great. That, that first day. <laughs> and, and the whole time, the, whole, the guy cracking up the whole time is Kyle. He's yeah, like, dude, just, I just came off the construction site. Yeah, that was their first, <laughs> that was their first tournament playing together for and, a while. Uh, Manhattan right? Beach, yeah. yeah. And Kyle hasn't played in a while, period. Right. You know, so, but this, but his fundamentals don't go away. No. But that, I tell you what does go away, those, those fucking sand legs, dude. Yeah, those are. <laughs> yeah. Let me say something. In Manhattan Beach, we played Devin Berkey and um, Schwengel. Yep. And we won that match, but it felt like a loss. Yeah, it was just a grind. <laughs> you ever had a match like that? You won. Oh yeah, you have to grind. You have to grind through those some of those, for sure. So shit, enough about me, and uh, um, let's let's talk about you. So let's go present tense because it's just so, so easy, and then I can we can jump back and forth in time because yeah. that's what I do. I drive us off the steering wheel. This is why I got. This one to remind me to put my <laughs> to put my seatbelt on if I'm gonna do that, you know. This I'm, I just might live, right? <laughs> keep, keep your fingers crossed. I'll do that again for the camera. <laughs> so let's go Long Beach, um, not Long Beach, Long, not yeah. Long Beach, uh, California. Long Beach, New York. Long Beach, New York. The, Love Long this Beach, beach New with York. a bunch of bougie ass people. You got to pay to get on the beach, but I got to tell you, the sand there is so much better than Long Beach, California. Oh, uh, sand there was perfect too. Long when beach? I first when I first started playing in Long Beach, New York, it like, was the perfect sand. It was like the, the best, de- and the depth is good too. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, it was clean. It was white. It was like kind of like the perfect mix of like deep and not too shallow. You could jump. You're like, Doesn't damn, brush this ain't off. Coney Allen. Yeah. And then they dredged it. And then they dredged it. So then they kind of ruined it for a little bit. So now it's kind of in the process of like getting back to where it was. So there's some good spots like where the local or some of the locals will play in the good mm-hmm. spots where there's just better sand. Is it on YouTube? Do you have any of the games on YouTube? Um, what do we got? What, we would, got? what would we key search that as? I was going to have Miranda pull up a game for us. Shoot. Um, well, sure. um, I got to figure out. I think I think about that. So remind me, who'd you play with again? Uh, for that tournament, I was with uh, Kyle O'Neill, Sammy Gibson, and Brett Scarmazzo. Oh, you're playing fours? We were playing fours. That's right. So it was a... Uh, Brett is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Brett's a great guy. O'Neill's a sick defender. O'Neal, his, shot, his shot game is fierce. Could set any ball. Yeah. yeah. Hands just run. Yeah. Yeah. You can run all the way to the back line, jump in the air, yeah. and fling it. Yeah, and he, doesn't do bump, he doesn't do bump run throughs. No. No, it's only he's, he's the tie. He's the tie Trambley of the West Coast. Yeah, it's great. It really so is. it's always fun playing with Kyle and Sammy's. Mm-hmm. Um, Sammy's great too, hitting out of the middle, great passer. Mm-hmm. So it was. And Brett was playing right side. And Brett was playing right. Natural right side. Yeah, yeah. he played with Jeff this weekend. Schitzel and won um, a tournament in, I don't know, Rhode Island, somewhere in the East. Jeff developed his own league and just trying to get this volleyball beach volleyball league off the ground. Oh, nice. And he's been playing in some tournaments and you know Brett. Brett. Yeah. Good hands. You know, complete Jumps high. player. I'd like to see him have, get a coach. Yeah, yeah. You know that that's kind of the thing. In at least in New York, I'm not sure how how coaching is available, like or who's out there, like coaching. I don't really. It's more about the know. latter. It's more about who's out there at yeah. the time. Like Mamdou, yeah, um, who was an indoor coach for a while. People don't know he's a beach coach. He mm-hmm. he's, he coached the Egyptian national team. I think he did some help with Qatar and some of those people. And he's a good coach, but he travels. Mm-hmm. Um, and be after him. Who is there? There's no one else. They're all out here. 
You know? Yeah, you got a lot of guys out here for sure. Yeah. So, which is weird because all the good coaching for indoor is is the Midwest and East. Hmm. We have an old saying: um, if you see a talented West Coast team, like college team, it's the players. If you see a talented uh, Midwest team, it's the coach. Hmm. You know, and if you see a talented East Coast team, it's international players. Yep, it's, yep. it's foreigners. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, um, which is seeped to the West Coast, right? I mean, they were complaining before about like all these foreign players are beating our teams, and I'm like, that's kind of a lie, right? Like, it's like, Dane, let me ask you something. Who's your pair? Who's your who's your, who's the best player in your team? It's like Tina Gradino, right? She's on your pair one. She's from Latvia. Oh, and by the way, she's in the Olympics. Yeah. So stop. You yeah, know, you UCLA, who was their pair one, the McNamara's graduated, okay. right? They're freaking Canada. They're right. from Canada. So, so it's, it's no, not fun when someone else uses it against them. <laughs> so te- tell me about this tournament. I got to see a live stream of it. And this crowd was so huge. And the, the atmosphere, Long Beach. Yeah, I think I might have the, something on my Instagram. The atmosphere was so nostalgic. Yeah, I might have a... I don't know if that could be pulled up on my Instagram. I think I got the live feed on there. I um, have never seen... It was unbelievable. Dude, I have never seen... You can go on Instagram, see if you can pull it up. Um, I've never seen an East Coast game, a Fours game like that. Yep. Yeah. You rarely see doubles games like that. Never. No. I've never played in a doubles game like that. But the last thing I saw like that was like AVP Coney Island. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, you have that tournament's got, I think, over 300, 400 teams. I think if we go there. Yeah. Yeah. No, not big hall. Look at that crowd around it. That is standing room only. There are people behind, people behind, people all the way to the tent in the back. If you look in the tent in the back. That is ridiculous. Guys, that is not Hermosa Beach, California. Okay? That's, that's not Long Beach, California. That is Long Beach, Long great. Island, New York. That guy was great with the score. I was so helpful. I know. I mean, how many volleyball people were there? All of them. <laughs> it would take it would take everybody who loves volleyball and plays volleyball to, to yeah. actually get a crowd yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there was, I think, 400 teams in that tournament overall. Like for they have competitive fours, they have rec fours, they have competitive fours, they have rec sixes, and they have um, competitive sixes and competitive and rec sixes. So they got all these different right. levels. Everyone's practicing. It's, it's raising money for um, cancer um, for from the Michelle O'Neill Foundation, and it's electric. Like that that last final game and the semifinal game, you, you don't get a chance. like just to play in front of that many people is you can't you awesome. can't pay for that. Yeah, you can't pay for that. Yep. Uh, I, I look, it was the best thing that happened to me that didn't happen to me. I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm watching this game from like across the country and I'm like, yep. God, I miss New York. And and the crazy thing is I was in New York, I never even went to Long Island. I, I mean, right. I, I wish I went more because I yep. never, if you grew up in a, in an atmosphere where your, your beach is a Coney Island or your beach is a Rockaway and people are like, I'm going to the beach, you're coming. I'm like, no, fuck off. <laughs> no, <laughs> the sand's hot. Yep. You got a bunch of whales out there. Look like Free Willy. <laughs> um, um, no. <laughs> yeah. But then I come out yeah. here, and now the beach is my office. <laughs> For sure. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't get better. I mean, Long Beach just has like such a good volleyball community, which, I mean, that's where I first started playing. And that's kind of why I'm so tight with all the people in that community, too. It's just a great spot. Like, everyone there took me in. Like, 
like my first partner or people that were practicing there and like that whole community there has always been mm -hmm. helping me out like people teaching me stuff along the way too so and they love volleyball and like we have they have rec fours leagues in long beach monday through friday night and they have uh like 70 nets going with three with three teams per net and that's just a monday or tuesday night where it's like they, every night where they got and they're and you know you got some drinks you got it like you go in there after work it was the best thing ever like you go after work you just shoot down to long beach and you got 200 people playing volleyball you know just hanging out it is truly a lifestyle dude yeah it is um because people think of the you know the california scene and it is a lifestyle and they're both lifestyles but mm -hmm. long beach is different yeah it's different yeah. it's they're out there they sing karaoke together they got roommate situations they got marriages um here there's more of this feel of like four guys meet up for sure we play volleyball yeah uh, i gotta go you know gotta go get my kid <laughs> yep. i gotta go you know this and that we're there oh yeah it's a community it's, it's a true yeah. it's like it's i'm not saying out here is not an organic community i'm mm -hmm. just saying that there are levels to to mm -hmm. it you know the levels of volleyball the beach volleyball here is always going to be significantly better right. you know you have more people playing it you have people playing it 12 months out of the year so odds are yeah. guess what they're gonna have more talent and that's and it is what it is that's just the way it is um you yeah. have some, yeah you know exactly they would mm -hmm. we'd set up you'd have people say oh we're gonna set up at this spot they have five nets pop-up nets set them up and then anyone who wants to come down pretty much come down play That's awesome dude let, you know just just meet some new people yeah and do you know mike salad yeah yeah yep. yeah we kind, of, we kind of grew up on not together but we grew up playing with and against each other he grew up in brooklyn yeah he's a great player i'm from brooklyn he went to midwood high school um i played when i was in hunter college for a cup of coffee i was there for one semester before i went to marymount mm -hmm. um and he played at liu uh, southampton okay um good player man kyle yeah. robinson was on that team they both yeah. kyle robinson played on the national team the u.s team Shoot. um mike played ball in belgium spain i hear so many stories um, about people playing against mike and just blocking people like everyone yeah he's this just, regular sized dude that blocks just, like a six six guy yep sick yep. dude you want to see a good video try look up him and um greg hunter yeah how's that for a name huh yeah i gotta see some i gotta watch yeah that. look that up look up go on youtube look up salik slash hunter versus bennett is he tom bennett oh yeah um it was new york avp okay it's 2017 maybe oh. 2016 mike played with kyle and you okay and they upset they upset um i think ty loomis and andrew dentler Really, um, and then the second round they lost to Kevin McCulloch and um, um, no, it's Kevin McCulloch and Ty Loomis. Nice. McCulloch is a is a T Rex with a fast swing. He's got these T Rex arms, and he his Just. whip, his whip is nasty, dude. <laughs> so, uh, it's called Salak slash Hunter. S A L A K. I got a good because I was playing Salak in a Long Beach tournament, and I was playing with Connor. You know Connor O'Rourke. Yeah. So we we're playing and like. There was just a random free ball. I dig it up. I send it like so far. Next person sends it up. Like I have to go chase after. We're both running down. I, I flip it back over. They weren't even paying attention where they, the play was over. They shake hands. It was like 18-18. All of a sudden, it's like 19-18. It's like and, they turned around. And they, yeah, That was the ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Yeah. So, yeah, Mike, um, not going to air his laundry too much. He has Parkinson's. Um, so I wish him well. A lot of and that's crazy for me, man. I shouldn't even say it on the podcast because I don't even think a lot of people know about that. He's been pretty, 
you know, I had to find mm-hmm. it from somebody else right. that, that that's close yeah. to him. Yeah. Um, but I like Mike because he came back. He, he gained some mm-hmm. weight or whatever, and he ba- battled a little depression or whatever, and then somehow resuscitated everything. Huh. Got a new girl, got, yeah. got himself back in shape, yeah. and then he played with O'Neal. And then the second time around, he played with, with Hunter. And they may qualify around three. They lost to Alejandro Parra and Paula Reza. Um, but they beat Angel Dace the first round, 16 14. Um, which is not easy. Like, listen, like everybody here. But so that's Mike at the front. Blocking, full time blocking. That's Greg Hunter. This is um, AVP. Nice now, <laughs> we're Greg Hunter in a minute. I want to see if I could just skip ahead and show Greg Hunter how nasty this guy is. Um, swinging. The way it flies off. Uh, how about I was thinking the same thing? Can you do my dirty work for me? Greg Hunter. I can't, this dude, let me scroll ahead. Yeah, I think you can destroy the ball too. They win next, they're in the main draw. Oh, let's do and this. Mike Selleck, I think this is it. MVP main draw, look Watch this dude's wrist away, dude. New York City will be turned up. It's just, it's this little guy with his dad bod, right? He's got yeah. these tight ass shorts. And, and, and did you see that coming? No, he's just, hit, it's this subtle approach and it looks like he's going to shoot it. And just murders right it. Down the line. Savage, dude. So... Sick. Yeah, I like Mike a lot. I don't even mention yeah. Mike is random, but only because we go back a long way. We were friends, sure. and then there's a while we didn't like each other. We, you know, talk, do a lot of chatter under the net. Mm-hmm. You get competitive with someone. Some some point it gets personal. You you shake <laughs> you shake hands after the match, but you're not we, you know you're not friends. You know, it's, I mean, even which is weird because even mixed martial arts. Yeah, you'd be you know you beat the shit out of each other, and yeah. you could give someone a hug. It's all, it's <laughs> you all get respect. A, you at least get a hug after that, but. Nah, I, uh, there was some. I won't say it in the podcast, but there were some things said back and forth, um, where my fault. I, I carry most of the guilt. I, I um, I go too far. I go too far sometimes. And looking back retrospectively, I have. So let's talk about Coconut Beach. Cool. Yeah. Was that was that a breakthrough tournament for you? Yeah, yeah. There. Um, going into Coconut Beach and just getting um just feeling like you could play against certain guys is is the key and that was like a breakthrough thing for me where it's like all right i could compete at this level potentially or i could give i could i could play in this game like i'm part of this game and i I mean that main game was against eric eric and uh troy um and after getting through pool play uh ben you know shazzle and i we got through pool play and that's just something new for us too where you know that was our first um i think that was before new orleans Right. Yeah, that was our first time playing like an AVP uh, next. I played in one or two qualifiers before that, but just now I've been practicing, I've been training, and now you're testing, you're seeing like where are you at compared to like everyone else that's been practicing and training. And that time too, just getting out of pool and then having a game against Eric and Troy and, and giving them a decent game, giving them a good game was like, all right. like That was an got- amazing game. Yeah. That was an amazing game. I wish, I know somewhere out there there's video on that. Um, cause I, yeah. I, I hope, yeah. but yeah. cause I was doing a uh, color commentary. I was doing center court and I was only doing center court and court one, uh, which meant I missed a slew of great matches like that. And I know mm-hmm. Jeff and, um, and Dylan Cox, um, had a tough quarterfinals too. Um, I had the pleasure of watching D- Dentlin Ferrari. D- I thought John Ferrari played a masterful tournament yeah, out there, but 
So that was, I thought that was a breakthrough game for you and Ben. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we never played against, I haven't played against those guys. I haven't played against like a top, top 20 team yet at that point. So right. that was a chance to play against, you know, a main draw team and have a chance to compete and uh, kind of gives you that confidence. And one of the games is 22. 2220. 2220, yeah. right? We had uh, 1918 on the good side and kind of uh, made some mistakes. I missed the option ball by about half a foot. <laughs> <laughs> and then Shazzle might have turned one to the net, but it's all, you know, I, we, we made some mistakes. And, uh, but uh, just having that confidence after, uh, and that's the thing too, it's like, I think like learning how to play later on is just getting signature, like good wins mm-hmm. and having that opportunity to like feel like you can compete. Let's go to um, Miranda. Let's go to the. Um, I just want to hey, show what everybody what, what New Orleans look like. Now, that's actually pretty cool, right? Let's um scroll ahead. Let's. You can scroll somewhere in the middle of the match. This is the finals. This is um. Eric. This is um Logan Weber, Evan Corey, versus Rafa Rodriguez. And um, yeah, you won't hear because I didn't put up the volume. This is a weird commentating thing for me because the guy that was emceeing, Dave Shaw, was actually emceeing and then grabbing the mic trying to call play by play at the same time and I'm supposed to do color and I'm just like, I gotta wait till he's done with like with the mic, the, the loud microphone to talk and then when I talk he's on the mic so I'm just like, man, that took skill. So for the people watching this, that's a beautiful sunset. Yeah, they do not want and I don't like the term AVP next anymore. I love AVP America because for two reasons. One, if that's a next, yeah. Do, uh, uh, Miranda, do you see this? Do you see that setup? Bleachers on both sides. There's a stage. The restaurants in the back. The um, they have night lights when the sun sets. And it's two high-quality teams. Rafa Rodriguez, AVP champs for San Francisco. He and Marciniak took two, took two third places. That's good. We're good. Um, took two third places. Um, two third place finishes. Um, tournaments are loaded. The Brazilians, right? Yeah. Freaking Larissa is a bronze, me- a, a three-time Olympian and a bronze medalist. Mm-hmm. These are. This is not... Next is supposed to sound like developing professionals wait, yeah. ready for the big tour. I'm like, give me a fucking break. Yeah, no, there was none of that in these AVP Next. I mean, no. the, the, the top 15 teams are always... But that's why it was so teams, cool was to get great. in a pool. Yeah, it was great. This wasn't your run-of-the-mill Next. No, nah, nah, it was great. It was... Um, and then having a the chance to play to some of these teams, too, and, yeah. and f- see where you're at or see what they do really well or understand, like, I got to do this better mm-hmm. or that's what it feels, like, it feels like to play against this block or this defender. You know, you don't get that all the time when you're in your practice Agreed. with the pressure. Yeah, with the pressure under yeah. under the yeah. Pra- practice is one thing, but like you said, yeah. As a as a longtime coach, setting up pressure situations, we mm-hmm. have to be creative because there's you can't really duplicate a nah. real life, nah. a real time situation. Um, yeah, man. God God bless any coach that that can <laughs> that can make any player treat that situation as if it's one one, as if it's like the beginning of I the don't game. Think so. I don't um, think it's possible. It's experience. No, no. You consider experience experience, right? Got it. I get experience for that to feel like not nervous right. or shaky. So Evan Corey, Logan Weber, they won that. Yeah. Um, I think that gave them a bid from Manhattan. Uh, from Manhattan. Yeah. And then they um they won Seaside and got a bid for Chicago. So good for them. Yeah. And then they won. They mm-hmm. won New Orleans. New Orleans. They won New Orleans. Yeah. They beat Rafu and and Peter. 
Oh. Um, Asterisk. Oh, Peter had the bad. He's on the bad wheel. He cramped yeah. up and, and chose the play. Did they win with Paca? Yeah. They won with Paca too, Evan and Logan, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, the the it was the, the year of New Orleans, right? It was the Louisiana people. Kristen Nuss yeah. and Taryn Cloth won the women. Um, aren't they great, Miranda? Aren't they just terrific? Oh my God! Well, Taryn's from Dakota, but she's a Louisiana uh, transplant. They just call her that. You know, Kristen Nuss is Louisiana born. Uh, of course, Cor- Evan Corey is Kenner, Louisiana, yep. and they both won Wapaka. They both won Seaside. Um, not Seaside. They both won um, mm-hmm. Coconut. Kristen Nuss and Taryn Cloth won Atlantic City. Yeah, they were on. They were and playing then, and, and then AVP Atlanta. Yep, that was sick. What's sick is was, the qualifier yep. to the main draw yep. to beating the brakes off of Sarah Sponsel and, 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 and Kelly Clays. It went three, but really, right. it was an ass whooping. It just lasted three <laughs> sets, right? There's someone that could go 10 rounds, but you get yep. your ass kicked all 10 rounds. That's, that's a, I mean, dude, because that first game, I think, it was 11 or, tw- or 12. That first yeah. game was 21-12. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That was something. How could you not see that coming? I'm like, am I the only one that sees this coming? Like, everybody's like, oh, it's nice they got this far. And I'm just like, wait for it. (laughs) Wait, wait for it. Because everyone's going to be like, oh my God, they're shocked, you know? Mm -hmm. And even then, they still didn't get their respect because they didn't, it's like, okay, you didn't do it here. You didn't do, you know, Atlantic City, that's a 100K purse. That's a bigger tournament. Let's see how they do. Betsy Flynn, Emily Day was there. You know, the Brazilians are there. Chrissy Jones. Let's see how they do. They won that. Oh, Atlantic. Oh, oh, this is now the tour. Oh, this is, and then they won that. And then finally, you hit a brick wall in in the form of the Olympic gold medalist, the reigning defending, uh, the reigning champions, okay? Yeah. who they lost to in both Chicago and right. um, yeah, but question about you, Coconut Beach. Yeah, what's Ben Shassel? Yeah, who's like the poor man's Taylor Crab? He's a mirror image. In <laughs> he fact. looks he's, like him. Yeah, he's got, doesn't he's got he's a the Taylor body type. Yep. The body type. Um, yeah. I don't know. He looks like he has uh, more, less screws loose than Taylor does, but um, but um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ben's got his stuff together. Taylor, where you ben, at? Ben's you look like you together. got a screw loose, man. <laughs> That's my dude, though. Taylor yeah. did the, uh, um, I have a pick six, NFL pick six from my debate show, and he's always been accommodating. I'm like, give nice. me your six, battle me and Rob. And he, and he did that. He was three and three, I was three and three. Mm. And Rob was, um, I think, five and one. I was something it. like that. It was just ridiculous. But give me one thing, Coconut Beach, you thought one thing that you thought Ben Chassel did well. I thought he was aggressive, like, just in certain situations. Like, I remember playing against um, Evan and Logan, and he's getting um, he's getting digs. Like, was that right. your pool? They were in our pool. So we played we played them in our pool. That was our, uh, that was our one. And okay. then we got Eric and Troy when we pulled out. But even against, like, Logan and Evan, like, he just got aggressive swings, like, down the line, like, challenging the block, challenging Troy. Like, you know, he just did a really good job of that. And just – and his defense, like, he's just getting, like – big time like digs on on players like people are hitting at him and he's just digging like you hit hard at him he's going to get dug like and he's passing it and he's passing it really well too so those two things like strong aggressive line swings in the right spot for digs hmm. i'd like to see him run more back sets mm-hmm. those back sets into his left shoulder he's got a great crossover yeah. he's got and a wrist, wrist away. away yeah and so, and there's some situations where he feels like the the blocker has his timing mm-hmm and then some of these sets are not necessarily some of them are trappy, but some of them he's kind of trapping himself the way he approaches in, <laughs> right? Yeah. And and, yeah. and um, 
to your demise and in your defense. Right. Uh, um, yeah, occasionally just want a back set. Yeah, Ben and I always go do that too, Chris. I'm like, mm-hmm. what do you want to say? He's like, get it to the net. And I'm like, if I get you to the net, you might get trapped here. Yeah. But he always kind of wants, like, he sometimes wants that close ball necessarily. Yeah. And, uh, and we, we argue back and forth about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, the only thing you could do is really be the first one at the scene of the crime. Yeah. I always tell people, if you're going to compete set, yeah. always be the first one at the scene of the crime. Because most of the people that, that want that want to give bring something out of system or something back in system mm-hmm. and just give someone their partner something competitive to swing at yeah how many times do you see those guys actually just run and get up get up get their ass over there and cover right yeah. like yeah i'll give an example like if i let's say i'm playing with oz or i'm playing with jeff or someone mm-hmm. and they pass the ball outside the court i'm not just trying to bring it back i'm trying to bring back a set they whatever so the set's tight I mean, the set's high, it's in front of the net, but it might be a little tight. And where's my fucking ass? I'm still on the ground watching or whatever, right? And then your mind, like the other player doesn't want to tell the guy you got to get up because there's a, there's a level of gratitude that he, he turned a lemon into lemonade. Yeah. But I, as a coach, I'm always going to tell. And I told yeah. when I was coaching Earl and Jake, yeah. Earl, man, yeah. you got to be the first one at the scene of the crime. Um, the guy on the floor that's watching it, that's okay if that's me. I'm 50. Yep. <laughs> I'm 51 years old, right? So, yeah. like, elite athletes that are like, oh, I just set the ball. How am I supposed to get that? You're supposed to get that because you're a fucking elite athlete. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to get that because you, you're, in an, you're, in a match, you're in a match against an evenly matched team where, yeah. that, ma- where that chance you took and, and the, the consequences or the benefit yeah. uh, um, are mm-hmm. instrumental. So, the difference between you you losing by, by two or winning by two is your exactly. ability to take something little like that, yep. spring your ass up like Superman, yeah. <laughs> and get yeah. over there and cover. Yeah. Which, by the way, the, uh, the people watching the game, talk, we want to talk about moving the volleyball needle. Love Everyone's going to be like, holy sugar. Oh, yeah. Right? And they try to option. Because they're going to try to option. On yeah. That. If you're down, Hell you yeah. option. And then you lose a point because you didn't hustle. Oh, my God. And those points mean a lot. Oh, Baranek's <laughs> my favorite when it comes to that, dude, man. Baranek, um... I had like a Baranek. top 10 highlights. Yeah. And Baranek uh, dug a ball, like line over, but his follow through just kept going. And then it was Lotman and Olsen. And Lotman tried to option the other way, and he ran <laughs> off the court and just yep. flew in the air and did that. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. know, it looked like yeah. something from the side out. Right. From the movie yeah, Side yeah. Out, except that. <laughs> yep. You ever seen the movie Side I've seen Out? It. I've seen it. Yeah. So everyone's jumps like, in the watch air. It. He jumps in the air and he spins, right? To, sell, uh, to hit. And then he spins and does this set that goes, that uh. looks like a lay. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't believe you gave this much respect to volleyball only for, for the final play of the game. Right. <laughs> to be that. So, all right, we got one thing we thought Ben did well. Give mm-hmm. me one thing you thought you wanted to do better going, in, going from that tournament to the next. You're like this is the one thing. All right, Coconut Beach, decent finish. We got it. We are assessing ourselves. I like what my partner did. What's one thing I want to do better before I go to Wapaka? I think just um, understanding like different plays that you could run um, for side out like opportunities. Like if you're in a funk and yeah, you know you're going up and down the whole time, and that's something like Ben and I were trying to work on. It's like let's do a quick middle or let's push something out to the pin and just mix it up a little bit because when you play against like higher level guys, some of the way you're siding out is not going to be the same way. So if you have some variations and different plays to run, I think that's like a key factor in like potentially, you know, 
having your offense and being confident in it, like to have that go-to play where you could run. So that's something that Ben and I was working on, um, definitely like going into Wapaka. Um, but personally for me too, then it was just kind of like my block form. Uh, that's something that I noticed too of just like when's an opportunity for me to steal a ball that might be hit angle or should I leave it for Ben? And right. that's like, no, it's like, it's kind of a hard decision because against Logan and Evan, I probably took about two or three balls that deflected off my hand that I tried to go for and I didn't get it. You know? right. and, and maybe, maybe Ben digs it and we get a point there and it changes the game a little bit. But, um, they, uh, you know, I mean, but how do you, how do you let that something like that go? Right. Yeah. In, in it's the a, middle of the play. You got it. I feel like the block has got to go for the most part. Right. Well, the blockers got to go because even though you lost the point, you are doing something more significant. You're changing the way that they're hitting. You're changing the way that they mm-hmm. think how much range they have. Mm. So you're going to lose a point, but you're you're setting yourself up for the long game True. Uh, uh, for That's this two one. out of three sets. So right. um, it's very much like serving, right? Like, and Miranda, who's, who's an act, who's a player too. Um, like you could serve someone's left shoulder, like zone four, whatever. Mm-hmm. They'll step in. They'll step in, and they pass a couple of balls. But you're really not looking for a quick point anyway. You're you're looking to to constantly do that until they literally uh, um, step in and midline it, or step, or just start start in and protect it, huh. because you are looking for a ball where eventually they'll move. It, it'll it'll go this way. And then the setter has to go left to left with it, or it goes backwards, or and might result in an ace. So if you see something where they pass the first two balls, um, a lot of people might abandon their strategy or try something cute or something different. But some, it's, but it's about, yeah. but your block is very much like the serve where it's constant pressure. Yeah, it's about pushing someone the same spot in their shoulder until they're just like, Fucking stop <laughs> that shit, you know? Right. And when they do yeah. that, you got them. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I, I. I Strange for me to compare serving a block. I mean, but only but yeah, in, no, that's but a in good that one. in that respect and only yeah. that respect. Yeah. Um, that's what I would say. Um, how was Wapaka? Did you play in Wapaka? Oh, it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I still got knee pain from Wapaka too. It's it was a mess. It Kristen, Nelson, oh, and Taryn man. were like. I mean, luckily we were on courts one through five. Because uh, did you go? You weren't. You, no, you weren't there. No, I was yeah. in Wisconsin though. Yeah. Was, oh, really? I was Same training time. some players and then. Two days before the tournament started, I left. I had to go back because oh, jun- we had juniors mm-hmm. here um, in Hermosa. Yeah, they had courts one through five that were a little elevated. Courts six through ten were a little further down, like Quick the hill. Sand. And that was puddles. Like, they had puddles everywhere. Courts one through five had a couple puddles. And that's and Ben got hurt playing there in our game. First match, like, midway through our first set. Oh, good Ben's Lord. knee, Ben hurt his hip, like, sliding and trying to jump. to And trying to jump. And then for the rest of the day, he was he was hurt. So, basically... Basically, for that rest of the day, it was he was lifting me up for options like on serves. So the whole day it was optioning, and or whenever Ben could sat and we and we played Grossella pretty tough that day too. Like we we had Grossella fourteen ten that day. Who did he play with? Uh, Jordan Gladstone. Okay. He was playing with Jordan Gladstone that day, and that's who we played after we pulled out. And and Ben was playing great. I mean, he was. He, he could, told me that. Yeah. He could barely walk. Like at certain, like I didn't think he was going to make it through the, mm-hmm. the most of the, most of the day, but uh, he was able to kind of just play through it and still just like lift me up pretty well and we were able to side out this is the year of the big mike yeah big mike man yeah, gross out he did well in coconut beach and then yeah. um then put Doc. the put the kibosh yeah on phil and nick right that in atlanta with the, um a true one versus 16 
That was great. Yeah, that'll work. You can play with that until it works. Yeah. Just move the pop filter close to the mic. There it is. This way you could just talk through or Sweet. however you want. Um, yeah, that was a pretty good match. Big that was a rare, a rare 16 beats one. Yeah. That's only happened, I think in the last five years, that's, that's happened a total of three times. Wow. Yeah, Gabe Ospina mm-hmm. and Paul Lottman beat um, Taylor and Jake and Austin. But people said Taylor was smashed. People, I mean, the way the way they made the, yeah. these guys with their gossip in Rumorville, they made it sound like the, wherever he came from, they mosh pit carried him <laughs> to like the court and just dumped him on. And oh, Taylor man. just woke up and said, "Oh, volleyball!" You right. know. Um, by the way, they won. They out of the contenders bracket. They came oh, back and won. And Jake said he never wants to do that again. Let's just let's just keep our head above water. Yeah. For the people listening, my volleyball people, as you know, a lot of these. Um, Tour stops, if you win, if you stay in a winner's bracket, you only have to win five matches. You win two on Friday, mm-hmm. you win one on Saturday, and then it's semis and finals on, on Sunday. Sure that's right. So the regular tour stops, I'm yeah. not talking about the tours that have like, that allow 24, 32 teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, that's it. Manhattan Beach, I think you have to win six, maybe. One but, and a half, 32. Uh, yeah, but the reason why a lot of these players start at the top and stay at the top they just show up one weekend they stay in the, the hotel yeah. stay in the tent right think about what phil had to do to win all these things he plays one game on saturday yeah and he's out of there That's nice. <laughs> he's on one game we're on playing saturday. on we're playing on wednesday now yeah <laughs> talk about you're tired dude you play man don't use the word tired to anybody that had to play at coconut beach the brazilians yeah. cramped up they forfeited yeah they they played four straight or five i think five matches on sunday yeah, that's the thing with the AVP next. You're playing four or five matches. Yes. You're playing a lot of matches. But you know what, though? They hated it and they complained about it, but tell me that shit didn't work out in the end. Mm-hmm. Chicago. Mm-hmm. From They went from the qualifier to the finals. People forget. Le Mastrini and Mastrini. Oh, okay. From right, the qualifier right. to the finals. Yeah. they. You can't tell me that Coconut Beach didn't fucking help prepare them for that. Or mm-hmm. Atlantic City. Uh, yeah. Which had a double elimination qualifier yeah, and a double elimination draw, which was which was absolutely brilliant. I didn't think it was going to work because I'm like, how are you going to get a double elimination qualifier in one day? They did it. Yeah, no, a double double elimination qualifier. Yes, Atlantic City. Oh wow, I didn't know that. So for everybody listening, got to educate our audience. Yeah. So this is where it's I was supposed to play. We're not I got, full of inside I got COVID. jokes and shit. You oh, you got the Rona. You I were was, down I, with the sickness. I was on my way there. I was on the I was on the flight. And I got tested right off the flight and I got COVID. And I couldn't couldn't play. Oh man, everyone had COVID, dude. I don't know. Every at some point, everyone had COVID, right? Like I think so. Even hopefully, when you hopefully. didn't have COVID, you thought you had COVID, right? Like. God, you see this commercial, like Chris Rock said, do you go to bed at night and wake up tomorrow morning? Yeah, I got that. I think I got that disease. Uh, those are the symptoms. Those are the shortness of breath. I'm always fucking short of breath. <laughs> Come on, I just ran stairs. Do you do you feel dizzy? Yes. Yeah. I live in California in the sun. I mean, uh, right. you know, do you feel like you're drunk all the time? Yes, because I drank. <laughs> you know, you have COVID. <laughs> so, so educating the people at home, Atlantic City was 100K purse, so 50 per gender, mm-hmm. which is very close to a tour stop when you consider um, Austin, like the purse money for Austin and Seattle and all that stuff. And, um, Double elimination qualifier. Winner's bracket was two out of three. Contender's bracket was one to 28. Oh, okay. Nice. So the winner's bracket, you only really had to win two matches. Mm-hmm. 
two matches, you're you're in the final eight, the quarterfinals. And you're through. And yeah, because they're not going to play each other for one spot. Those right. are four spots. Boom. Gotcha. And then the last four spots mm-hmm. were people that probably ha- they probably had to win more matches, but those matches were only one set to twenty eight. Nice. And I thought it was great because yeah. it gave. Like if you let's say you're in the qualifier, and you're playing matches fucking Grossell and, and Doc, if, if you win, they're out, and that's a good team that's out. They win, you're out, and that's a good sure. team that's out. So you you give this team a second chance to repair and and, and yeah. bring it back to the rear. I thought it was a great idea, and I think if Atlantic City can do that under their conditions, human conditions with no nightlights, AVP could, should do it. The tourist should in. do it. Yeah. Like even on those, um, like like Manhattan Beach Friday, like the Thursday qualifier. Yes, I think they they run that. The yeah. Wednesday, the Wednesday like, and Thursday, or the Wednesday and Thursday. Thursday Brilliant. they do it. Yeah, brilliant. Look, it would be people. Cool. I mean, one to twenty eight is always just something that a lot of players don't want to like. Are but you got a second chance. But if it's you just lost a match. Yeah, yeah but if you it's contenders, match, the AVP is going to be like, I'm not going to give you a lap dance too. You just lost. True. You yeah. know, what do you want yeah. a chocolate chip cookie to go with this one game? The twenty eight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Thoughts on a two-day qualifier? I mean, I only played in one before. I, I mean, I thought it was—I thought it was good. I think it kind of like—I don't love it, obviously, because there's more days of playing and it's—and it's really hard. You play three, like we played in Manhattan, we played three matches, and then we played Avery, Avery Drost and uh, Grant O'Gorman, and that was just like a tough match. But yeah. that's—it's a—I um, think it—I think there is a separation between those. There's a separation between those players who are in the the Thursday qualifier right. and the Wednesday. Like there is a gap. You know, between their level, so they do have an advantage of having that extra day where they're playing less games now and less tournaments. I, I probably they're playing less that day. I would right. think. Um, so if it's an advantage for them, then kind of that's what it is. Like the the top, the, the higher ranked you are, you get you get a you, better advantage. Marty, can you go on um, Safari see if I have a on one of my windows? I have a B um like a BVB info up. I just want to see if we could scroll through some of these teams who are in a second phase, mm-hmm. what they're calling phase two. Oh, man, those teams. Were... And see how many of those teams and players have already been in the drawer. Mm-hmm. Do you have it? Oh, that's the Buffalo Bills. Ah, first, I was afraid. I was petrified. Let's try BVB. Boo. Not BIV. Not BVD. Not Belbiv DeVoe. BVB.info. Let's do that. And let's hope. Uh, I don't like when they do these. Can you find an actual tournament on there now? All right. So any tournament. Um, once we hit the year, the AVP, the year, we can find the Manhattan Beach or whatever. And yeah, once we do that, we can find a tournament. But you'll be surprised how many of those teams not so, not not overly surprised but phase two mm-hmm. all of those a lot of those teams have already been in the draw oh yeah um also samuels and ratty right right who i was coaching they were in the draw david lee and sean cook are in the qualifier david lee i uh-huh. think made a semis in hermosa beach with rosie it was a semis or yeah. a final oh, I, oh, I saw because I, I remember was, dougie fresh was the coach i was dougie there for a lot of that too him. i was watching that and when you go to the tournament let's look up qualifier 2021. Robbie Page and um, yeah, Page and Hagen. Right. Um, Hagen's made a, a draw with um, uh, Lucas Yoder, mm-hmm. and I and think you had Lev Prima you and got... Landell. They're qualifying machines. Right. They're basically the McKibbins of this decade, right? Like, no, that's AVP.com. Oh, Do they have a BVB.info? 
All right, so what you can do is you go on a player's name, right? And then a player's name, it'll show a tour 2021 AVP like that. Just press it 2021 and then Atlanta. Let's do actually, let's do Manhattan. Oh, let's do AVP Chicago. Shoot, where is it? AVP tour is Atlanta, Manhattan Beach. Let's do Chicago like that. And let's do qualifier. All right, cool. Now, do me a favor, zoom in, like zoom in phase two. That's phase one. Zoom in phase two, Lotman and Partain. Uh, Lotman and Partain took a fifth in Chicago last year, and they took a third this year. Uh, they were right? in phase two for... Uh... Yeah, that's phase two. This is... Uh... Um, and they had to play McLean and, and Kuzrak. That's not stylistically. Right. I thought it was a good matchup because I think Rob McLean does really good, good against the Partains. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe Kuzrak wasn't ready with respect to him. Pagan Smith and Page. That's one 18 bracket. Look at that. Look at the 18 bracket, dude. That's ridiculous. That's a, that's all the same bracket. Dentler and Ferrari, who were third, and and Coconut Beach. Uh, uh, Brewster has been in the quali the, the, the draw once. Uh, Dave Palm. Right, he did it with Dylan Marrick. Actually, yeah. beat Case Beer and Shock on yeah. center court. Yeah, they he had did a that big with run. Him. Yeah, great run by them. And mind you, that's that's just one eighteen bracket. That's not even like yeah. seven, six of those teams are not going to be happy. Scroll down a little bit. Go, go, go down to the second one. Let's see. That's Landell and Prima. Mirwitter and Roberts. Adam Roberts, mm -hmm. longtime journeyman. Mirwitter's qualified three times. Um, Cox Samuels has qualified multiple times with them. Michael Brunstein, P Westberg has, Plummer has, Rafi Polis has with Jeff Van de Grossel Vandermeer. So that's another killer bracket where someone, if you look at the play-in, go back to Grossel, go back to the final one. Look at Landell and Prima, Grossel and Vandermeer. Yeah, it's, it's that's it's a loaded. team that's not going to be in a draw. Right, it's crazy. So, yeah. so I, I like the two-day bracket because. Yeah. Well, I don't know why I like it, but the, <laughs> I think I went through all that shit. I just think, for no, nothing. I think there's a separation. Yeah. There's a separation between mm -hmm. like you don't have players that are in the Wednesday qualifier, yep. the Wednesday day, that have kind of had that type of success mm -hmm. yet. You know, those Wednesday guys are fighting for that type of success, and that kind of separates them. So like they got to get through Wednesday to get to that point. You know, those those guys are at a different level. You know, or like they're they're they had more success. 100%. I um, also would suggest that nobody's waiting for big players to trickle down anymore. Like in the beginning of the, the tour, before mm -hmm. the tour started, we were waiting for to see at the top who was going to play with who, right? Yeah. And then... Um, and then it would, the, the effect would trickle down. And then partners who have been playing together would switch up. Oh, I got a chance to play with Theo. Oh, I got a True. chance to play with Avery Draw. So, you know, sorry, nothing, you know, yeah. nothing, nothing personal, right? No hard feelings, this and that. But that's not what's happened the last two years. Like Evan Corey and Logan Weber. Mm -hmm. Weber could have easily played one with Mark Burek. No, right. but he's riding down with Corey. Yeah. Um, I think you and when Shasta gets better, you, can, you and him should stick together. That is a hell of a team. Nice. So there's this trickle up effect. You know, yep. Grossell was still, was journeymaning, but True. still looking for his partner. Yep. But him and Doc, I think they're probably going to let that ride a little bit more. And now you're going to see more teams that start with each other and begin and train with each other in the beginning, and might and might tell a real good player, um, "Thanks, but no thanks." Yeah. You know, 
And in light of the fact that, well, you know what else has changed? We, we, we're bringing in a new crop of, of, of what we call permanent front row blockers, mm-hmm. right? The, yeah. I, I mean, right? Yeah, we're, Phil's, yeah. Phil's on his way out. And, uh, Jake's gone. Who else is left? Avatar is gone, right? Mm-hmm. Theo Brunner, he's still there, but he's going to play him and Kame Shock, I think, are ride or die. For sure. Who else is there? Think about it. Those List are, is short. Those are kind of the main guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, a, lot of, a lot of opportunity for new guys. 100%. You know, the new young blockers. Yeah, man. Well, who's coming up? Who do you like that's coming up? I mean, you got Andy, Andy, Andy Vanesh. Yes. You know for sure. Like he's the guy. You know he's he's a great guy and just in general too. And he work he's working and he's playing with Billy Allen. So that that's definitely like big time help for him to like be able to play with him and just get that like feel for playing with like a defender like that. Um, then you got Logan too. You got yep. And you got Logan, Andy, and Logan's know. blocking is improved too. He's he's mm-hmm. patient. And the also the other thing about Vanesh is. You get a good package deal because if you get Billy Allen, you get John Mayer as your coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John Mayer. John Mayer is a um, John Mayer is what I call a real coach. You know, For and sure. everyone's out there. Oh, what do you mean, a real coach? What are you trying to say? He's not. I'm not a real coach. I'm. I'm important too, right? I eat German food. I practice baseball. No, no. I'm talking about real coaches. I'm talking mm-hmm. about coaches that put in that straight work. Yeah. I have this combination of what my eye test tells me. And what my win loss and what the win loss record tells me. We're East Coast guys, right? Bill Parcell says you are what your record says you are. Huh. That is yep. fucking cold, and <laughs> and he's and and he's right. At the end of the day, you know. But at the yep. end of the day, people yep. can chest thump and and if they have enough backing, it can last a long time without mm-hmm. winning, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sound like I'm disrespecting USC now, right? USC, right? Two winning seasons in six years. They're indoor men's team. People still want to go there. Jeff Nygaard still has a job. Everyone, we're all we're all good. Dallas Cowboys, right? Been in a, a, a national embarrassment on and off the field. They're still America's team. They're still on national TV. So certain people's star power carries them a long way. Right. But then, you've been doing this long enough for you're right. like Tom Brady just trans- yep. he just he just went to Tampa Bay. I think I'm gonna take a pay cut to play with that guy. <laughs> oh my God! I just retired. I'm coming out of retirement. I yep. think I got one more year left in me. So then you know. So those are the guys. That's John Mayer. Mm-hmm. That's the guy you're like. I think I want to play with Billy Allen because I know John Mayer is my coach. Yeah. And Billy Allen's always in shape. Yeah. Banesh is a great up and coming. Great team. Pick, upcoming yeah. pick. Paul Lottman's one of my Paul guys. Paul Lottman's. His block um, looks great this year too. Yeah. And mind you, we're just talking about front yeah. row blockers because mm-hmm. that's an easier subject. Because uh, the back row defenders. There's an over. There's almost an overload of, of young men coming up, you know that that will dare to For challenge sure. everybody to, uh, a coming, yeah. you know, um, because right now we had a, a bunch of players the last five years that were happy being the best in the U.S. and it's like go take a trip overseas and it's like Christ, you're gonna serve lollipops to Guto and and, and Simon. Come on, stop, you know, stop, you know, yeah. you got Ivandro six foot. 11 jump serving playing full-time defense and you you want to be a permanent this and you want to do this your way and your i mean but there's something about where miles partain is his the guy the guys who were like a couple years before him and the guys who were a couple years after him they said the men are in trouble and we're and and we're right we are in trouble but helps on the way (laughs) you know because guys like that challenge people to do better you you've been playing for four years yeah you're challenging guys to do better Mm -hmm. what the fuck i've never i've i've never seen you play as well as i did in my in 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 my life when i saw you play in in, and um in coconut beach thanks yeah thanks i felt i felt real good 
I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, I'm gonna sound like an idiot. That that looked like a real volleyball game. That's that's what I wanted to say. It looked right. like something yep. you watch on fucking TV, and and that's I mean, it's an insult in in a way because that's that's how you play. You play as if, yeah. as if you know, as if there's a lot at stake. Yeah. So that was real. That was yeah. That's yeah, that's amazing. Miranda, you shoot, man. You make that trip next year. Um, they have night lights. Um, I went from Monday to Monday just to like meet the people. To see the setup, um, eat some food. I didn't. I'm not a big fan of crawfish, so sorry. Oh yeah, I was at that. Um, I got. I got. Yeah. I got some crawfish. Oh god, it's disgusting. That's you just eat that mm-hmm. to live. You know, you don't eat that because it tastes good. You eat that because oh, it's good. Oh, the hell with that. <laughs> oh, come on. So, it's a lot of work though. Yeah. So, Kristen Nuss and Taryn Cloth, another yeah. team that's decided to ride or die together. Yeah, they will. There will be conversations and chatter outside mm-hmm. of their their range, on like, oh my God, Taryn Cloth when she gets good, she's not gonna, she's gonna want another partner other than Kristen Nuss, and that's 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 not gonna happen. They're 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 if you've ever talked to them, they are airtight. Yeah, and they're and, competing already, and winning is, and they're already winning. So, yeah, yeah. I don't think Clay's and Sponsor are together anymore. Really? Yeah, Rumorville sure. says um, they're not together and. Kelly Clay's was actually practicing with someone else. I actually this morning I saw her out there, and um, uh, I don't know. Look thick as thieves. The girls, but, yeah. Maybe the girls switch on more than the guys. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Well, the girls are not in trouble because what Clay's and sponsor won't do. The girls bringing up their rear will. There's going to be more. They got the college feed. Yeah. There's going to be more Kristen Nuss yep. and Taryn Close. Um, Chrissy Jones, Muno. Mm-hmm. They're savage. Betsy yeah. Flint, still young. Um, mm-hmm. Eventually, she's going to, I don't know how long her and Emily Day are going to play together, but they're a pretty good team. And Manhattan Beach, they went straight Jakari's mode in the finals, right? They were down by two, and Betsy served like two aces and, you know, against Climbing and Ross. And now you now you got a game. So. Yeah, what was that? What game was that? It was like 39 37? Oh, that seven? was Cluff yeah, that was yeah. We were sitting there waiting to get into the stadium, just like Manhattan Beach. That was Sponsel and Clay's against um, uh, Cloth, Cloth and Nuss, and that was thirty nine, thirty seven. Yeah. And then Chicago, April Ross and Climbing. That was forty to thirty eight. So at the that same was time. Two, 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 two different yeah. tournaments and two like what two the two matches. <laughs> yeah, I think Bruner's game was going on at the same time too. That was like. 40 they had 50 serves in the in the freeze i think at that same point when uh when that uh tyrants game was going on too so. how do you feel about the freeze i haven't had the opportunity to to play it yet but uh i like it i mean i think there's a, i think it's an opportunity i mean it sucks if you're winning if you're losing it's good it kind of goes both ways how do you feel about the freeze miranda I think it's fun for the fans though too. As a fan too, I like it. Oh, the fans, are, of course. As a fan, They're the I like ones it. When the players are like, yeah, I'm sure Ricardo hates it right now. I mean, God, how many, how many yeah. freezes has he been up? You know, I mean, this is this is this is going on multiple tournaments now. You mm-hmm. know, he's just like, I don't know about this, but I guess I like it. I guess it's good for the sport. It's not good for TV time, but sure. I mean, they're already coping with baseball. Oh, baseball, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love baseball, but there's, there's a lot. No, there's no there's a lot out. of, yeah. There, there's a lot, but <laughs> there is more time standing around between plays in baseball than there is in volleyball. Mm-hmm. So, 
Oh yeah, baseball and even football. Yeah. You know that's that too, right? For football games. Yep. It's like crazy. What do you think of Bally's? Bally's. Oh, taking a baby pee. It's exciting. I think. Right. It's I'm pretty. I'm pretty. I'm pretty excited for. What's that? Oh really? Yeah. Nice. We've had a lot of, a lot of AVP games that have been showing. Where's their channel? <laughs> I don't have a, what is it? Okay, well, <laughs> no, what's it called? It's, not, it's, not, it's just this. Bally's has their own channel? Yeah, I don't know. they've got their own channel. Oh my God, I, I'm I'll have t- to figure that out, but we've been watching it at home a, while, a lot. Yeah, let me know, because me and him are like, wait a minute, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. No, nah, th- look, I think I like ballets because they're a machine, mm-hmm. and their 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 media machine um, is is savage, and as far as getting stuff out there, but the, we got to make sure the product is dope. So yeah, I mean, if they run as many tournaments, like I was looking back in the day, like in the '90s, and like how many tournaments they ran, like. I mean, that was, they were really, like, moving every weekend. That was, There's, like, was 26 a, stops. Yeah, that was a grind. That's a career, though. Yep, yep. Right? You can get paid to show 2,500. You win a couple of matches. You come out with 3,400. But you're doing that 26 times a year. Yeah. Every, yeah. Every other weekend. That's what? That's, like, that's close to, what, 50,000 or 51,000 or something like that? Oh, if you get 2,500 a tournament? Let's say you, let's say you make 3,500 a tournament. And you and ah, it's weird. I don't know how to do the math. Well, that would, if you played twenty, you'd make seventy k, all right? Seventy k. Yeah. If you played twenty, make yeah. thirty five hundred. Make sure you got sponsors, right? Make sure yeah. your sponsors pay for your flight. Make sure your sponsors pay for, you know, the entrance, mm-hmm. the entry fee. Um, I mean, Baranic and Troy. I mean, the only regret that I don't have with them staying together is they're they're a promotion machine. Yeah, they're great. Right? They're a sponsor's wild dream. They're just they're just enigmatic. They're, yeah, they're, they're extroverted. They're fun. Yeah. You know, but I guess something about friends playing together. Yeah, that could be a little rough, but yeah. I don't know. Ben and I were always good with that, too. So that was like, it, it, it does, it could be a challenge at times, though, too. When you're, I mean, Ben and I never had that issue, though, but. No. It's kind of like playing with your girlfriend. You play the girlfriend co-ed or something like that. You can't, you can't do it. Do you know how many married couples that are like. No, they don't, he, they won't he's got to be over there. They, yeah, because they're <laughs> old enough and they've done it enough times yeah. where they just come to terms they're not going to do it. Yeah. yeah, me and my girl, we play really well together. We, just, nice. we do we do good together. We are, we're, we're like the undefeated kings right now. We play, we played Nicole Brennan and John, John Stossel. <laughs> we, we, we play these odd teams in co-ed, you know. Um, Rob McLean played with um, um, Ola uh, Vakovic, Alexandra Vakovic, um, mm. this girl from Poland, you know, but. But that was her fault because she served me every ball. I told her, I'm like, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I don't know if there's an etiquette for co-ed. And, and it's cool we're having this conversation. We're like, are the guys supposed to serve to the guys and all the girls are supposed to serve to the girls? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's weird. You in know? New York, we did that. In, yeah. in Gav. Well, in New York. They always did. In we, New York, everybody served. just served the girls. Oh. And, oh. Uh, like some of the bigger tournaments, you were only good as, uh, as your girls because if, to win, they felt they had to serve all the girls. Out yeah. here... It's like the guys are serving the guys and the girls are serving the girls. Long Island, mm. same thing. Very long, yeah, guys, uh, guys, very, girls, girls. Very much whatever. So, and it's not like reverse co-ed where you got to where they paint this stupid line on the grass. It's yeah. beach, you yep. know. Um, guy can't block, you know. Guy can't hit onto. It's just so stupid. It's just a, a dumb. Wherever you are, VBLI, dumb. I don't like this one. It's <laughs> dumb. Um, so Bally's. Yeah. I I like Bally's and I think their promotion machine works. But my challenge to the players are. 
cowboy up, man. Stop. Spend more time making ways to get better. Um, get as much videotape mm-hmm. on each other as you can. In fact, everyone should trade videotape on each other. No more, unless it's practice tape. Practice tape is different. Mm-hmm. Get as much game tape on each other as you can. So this way, when you're playing in a, in a match, it's not a feeling out process. True. You, 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 you get in that from play one. You guys are getting after each other from whatever. Because right. I have friends that don't watch volleyball, but they'll pass by a game and they're like, hmm, this looks interesting, right? But if there's just four teams going through the motions, trying to feel out what each other's trying to do for like a half a game, yeah. those people that don't play the sport are like, I'm out of here. All right, sure. bye. Even players that do watch the sport who've seen them do this over and over again, it's like, all right, I'm, I'm going to go to another court because I already know how this one's going to turn <laughs> out. You know? Um, spend more time getting to know your opponents. Get get in, get after it. A cloth and nuts are good for the sport. Yeah. They're, do, do, I've, no. I'm There's not... no foreplay in their sex life. Mm-hmm. That, it's, just, it's just in and out yeah. and boom. Their yeah. volleyball sex life, should I say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, in and out, boom, bye. You know? Yeah. Corey, Good for the sport. Logan mm-hmm. Weber, good for the sport. There's no feeling out process. Uh, you, I only brought that because you're sitting here. You, you. I think you're so unassuming because you're still so new at this. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you know how to play. Right. Yeah. I think that's the thing. It's like just becoming aggressive now from now on. Just having that confidence. And I think what all those tournaments do is that gives you that confidence. You play in mm-hmm. those situations. You're like, all right, come out here. Come out strong. Come out aggressive. Which, um, would you play volleyball, uh, basketball? I was at St. John's and uh, Holy Cross in Massachusetts. So St. John's in Queens. Nice. Yeah. And then. That's uh, my team. Yeah, St. John's. Is Ron Artest. All yeah. the guys. Mark Jackson. Luke Carnesecca. Chris yeah. Mullen, yep. right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was good. We got, to, we got to meet some of the guys. Or, or Anthony Mason Jr.'s son was on our team at St. John's. So we got to meet Anthony Mason. Did he pass away? He did, like. Um, what is he like a rest WWF wrestler? How did you pass yeah. away so young? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad. It was yeah, he was I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not sure where he passed away from, but God, what's up with my up. brothers dying so early, man? Yeah. You know, I mean wrestlers you kinda understand, like all of those performing enhancing drugs, mm-hmm. all the your the addiction to alcohol, opioids, sooner or later, even if you stop, it catches up to you. Like Eddie right. Guerrero. Yep. Um and not to mention the C T E. You know, just yeah. like the wrestling's fixed, but only fixed in result. They're still dangerous. The stunts are yeah. real. Yeah. You know? And you got even Vince McMahon throwing himself through tables. I'm like, man, how do you t- how do you take a day off from work when this dude is 70 years old getting getting hit with chair shots? Oh, <laughs> yeah, you can't complain about anything anymore. <laughs> nope. I need the day off. Yep. Look, but look at that guy. So, but that, that would be my challenge. Uh, um... For, for beach volleyball mm-hmm. players, but what position you play in basketball? Sorry, I'm, I was I'm a all guard. over the place. Hmm? I was a guard, like a small forward. Okay. So I was like athletic slasher type guy. And Holy Cross is where? Which Holy Cross? Uh, Worcester, Massachusetts. So okay. they were in the Patriot League. So they played against like Lehigh, Bucknell, ah, cool. Colgate. So that was um, that division. Holy Cross, the high school in New York is, is really good. Yeah. I was at yeah. Christ the King first too. Wow, that's the other one. So we wanted, yeah, it was at Christ the King, and then I transferred to whole St. Francis Prep um, midway through. That's the real NBA combine. That was great. Like I mean, there's who, like eight high schools in New York City that are yeah. like, like Art. Lincoln Lincoln High School. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be Rice. Rice. Yep. St. Raymond's um, used to be the powerhouse, and then uh, but ours. If I would have stayed at uh, Holy uh, Christ the King, they had four or five Division One guys on the team. So they just, I mean, they're putting out Division One guys like. 
Yeah, it's ridiculous. They're just yeah. pumping them out, dude. Yeah. Yeah. P- Providence, big recruiting mm-hmm. center for that. Yeah. Marbury went yeah. to um, Lincoln High Lincoln. School. Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo. Where did he go to? He's from Red Hook, Brooklyn, but I know he spent Not some sure time Carmelo. in Queens. Stephon Marbury was. Uh, oh, yeah. he's on Marbury. Um, Jamal Mashburn. I forgot the lefty from. Uh, used to play for. The, I forgot what's his name now. Damn. Yeah. Ah, don't matter none. Yeah. There's a lot of names. A lot of a lot of big time. Kemba Walker was that Rice? Nice. Yeah. So, which team do you? That you played, that you actually look forward to. You're like, this is the best team I played, and I'm and, and I and this is the challenge I've been waiting for, and I'm so so up for this, and I'm so freaking ready. Who is it? Hmm. I think it might have been Avery and Grant in the Manhattan qualifier. Like, yeah. I played Avery one time in um, a CBVA before that, and uh, I uh, I just. I was ready. Like, I was excited to play against Avery and Grant. And, like, Avery got me, blocked me, like, six times in the CBVA that I played against them. So I was, like, I was looking forward to getting another chance to go at him. I'd like to play him, to play him again. And then he blocked me another five times in the qualifier and ended up, like, they ended up walking away. They ended up beating us probably, like, 21-15. And then another time, too, playing Eric and Troy, too. That- was that the one in um, the Manhattan one? The- Manhattan one, we played Avery and Grant. And then we played right. Eric and Troy in... Um, Coconut and coconut. Now yeah. was that was like a big time game for us. I was pumped, like have it, you know, play against them in a tournament setting like that, and um, just see where we're at and, and have a chance to like. That was a windy day too, so that was that was a rough day. Avery has good tournaments like that. Avery um, is on fire some days, some day, and some tournaments yeah. I've seen him play full time defender. The mm-hmm. first time I saw Avery play was actually in New York City. Um, Bill Kalinsky. Yep. And him, they may made semifinals. Yeah. That was the first tournament I ever seen Taylor Crab play, actually. Okay. He was wearing a hooded sweatshirt <laughs> in 90 degree, humid as fuck, New York weather. And the reason why I call him Dirty White Boy is because the song that was playing while he was playing, he was mm-hmm. playing with Spencer McLaughlin. And, um, and they actually made the draw. And then, you know, he's two and done after the draw. But he... Didn't, wasn't he? Didn't wasn't even sweating. He's wearing a hooded sweatshirt. It's ninety degrees out there, and he's got this that you know that particular face he has, kind of, almost like if you ever seen Shawshank Redemption, like Tim yeah. Robbins has that look, like he knows something you don't, <laughs> kind of that. I, yeah. I can't even explain the look. Right, it just leaves me stupefied. But um, the song from Foreigner, Dirty White Boy, was playing right. And then they looped it. They played it again. So now every time I see him play, you got it. I see. Yeah. I think of Dirty White Boy. I think of the song Dirty White Boy. So I've, I've even I've even mentioned that on some or whatever, and like everybody's like, Yeah, I got. I don't know it. Huh? <laughs> no. Yeah. It's foreigner, and I would, I would play it, but we get flagged. I ain't trying to get flagged for no stupid music. Um, who's the best conditioned partner you play with? Conditioned. Yeah. Like just in shape, or yeah, just like sh- yeah. Uh, hmm. Not too sure. I mean, couldn't. I mean, I partnered up with Shazzle for a long time, and Brett, um, Brett Hornick. He was a he was yeah. a six seven. He's a six seven blocker. So I was playing defense with Brett a lot of times too. Oh shoot! So I was oh, I was try, I was trying to be full time defense. <laughs> <laughs> I want to still be a full time defender yeah. eventually, but um, you know, right now I just started committing to blocking just because. There's a lot more defenders too that I want oh, to yeah. play. Brett yep. got hurt 
um, Brett got hurt too, so he stopped. He couldn't play for a while. So then I just started blocking full time, and uh, Ben and I started going at it, and we started practicing together for like three months. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. I talked to John about John Mayer said um, he's had a lot of good partners. He said Jeremy Casebeer was the best yeah. conditioned uh, partner he's ever played with. Yeah. And it's weird because he does have that body, right? Like if he were in ancient Rome, right. he'd probably be like nailing people to a cross and <laughs> yeah. then just like going in a gladiator arena and wrestling someone down and then go get a snack. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah, Jer- Jeremy yeah. Casebeer. For me, per, I've only, I, the limited time I played beach, but I played a ton of grass. Um, say, this guy named Seydu Ajanako. He's from Ghana, West Africa, and he huh. played um, a Cal Baptist four-year player. He He... I guess African being African as a general rule, <laughs> they, yeah. they don't get tired. Yeah, actually, that was probably my first partner. This guy Brian Snow from yeah. Long Beach never got tired. No, nah, he's doing a flip, and he'll do like a flip, like uh-huh. mid game. He's just like flipping, like like goes for a loose ball, and he does like one of those ways you get up, or you do like a back. Yes, flip. and I'm like, like Sean I, and I'm walking. I'm trying to conserve as much energy, and Brian's just able to just like non-stop and i'm like damn i wish i had that because i'm gonna cramp in like 20 minutes yeah you know like always you know got, got cramp issues but there's nothing in the world like having a partner like that where the other team looks across the <laughs> net and he they and he's just still amped and the other team's just like yeah. it's like watching a rocky movie right he's, he's looking across like i'm ready and drago's just like mm-hmm. like jesus yeah. <laughs> more so um are, who are you going to play with this year? Not sure yet. Really? What? You came on. Man, you're on the right show. You just yeah. said that on the right show. <laughs> Do you know how you many know. people? <laughs> what? You should play Rob McLean. Play Rob. You know, I'm kind of right now this whole um, offseason. I just want to. Yeah. I'm just focused on getting better. Yeah. And playing. Um, and then kind of seeing what happens really for this year. Because I think like, you know, maybe January or February next year, try to figure out like kind of what you want to do to get into the season but at this point just practicing yeah. and working on stuff and i only brought up rob because not because he's a he's just my close friend in fact i call yeah. him a brother from another mother he has spent some time away from the sport mm-hmm. um like the hardware has always been good you yeah. just had to work on the software uh, as one of my friends said and yeah, he's got a ton he of... might agree or disagree with me but it is what it is and now he's in a good place mm-hmm. v- there Everything else is enhanced. Like physically, he's better than he was before, and he was already good. He already reached like 11 2 or whatever. Um, everything else has leveled up. His hands. Yeah. His hands, his release. He's, he's, he's a fast set release, a fast release setter, which is great for the beach because they don't call spin because you're hitting right. it with both hands. Um, it, in fact, it's so fast. It looks like an invisible man is like, he's like, it's, it's like setting it before he can touch it. It doesn't even look yeah. like he's, it doesn't even look like he's touching the ball. Right. That's how fast his release is. Um, he's a hybrid. Mm-hmm. Hybrid meaning um, like you, he, left, right. he can split block. Okay. Oh, hybrid left, both yeah, sides of the net. He can split block or go full-time block sure. or go full-time defense. Um, yeah. I'll show you. There's plenty of sample size. Rob, yeah. Rob Duror, he's he made last round qualifier twice. I saw that one. Um, uh, Kuz, Kuz Rock, he had a tough first round with like Gabe and Art, but yeah. But a lot of it didn't have anything to do with him. The guy didn't get he didn't get any serves. I mean, and mm-hmm. when he did, he he was throwing it down. Like I said, with yeah. either hand. So the reason why I brought him up is because he's now a partner where you don't have to deal with your partner, and that's something you 
need to be looking for in, 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 in the, the near or distant future. Mm-hmm. You need one less thing to worry about and one more thing that someone brings to the table. Hmm. Um, you only have to deal with your partner if they're so fucking good that you're, you're like, all right. <laughs> yeah, right? It's right. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like when, when Michael Jackson got caught with like another kid. He, yeah. They loved him so much, they let the first kid slide, you know? True, true. But um, uh, <laughs> another Yeah, that's example. like dealing with any, any, any like big time like superstar, NBA, all these guys. Forgivable. Yep. Well, by the way, all the drama... All the drama kings are the best players, yeah. right? Give me, show me a guy who doesn't bring all these problems that's not talented. The reason why they're, they're even relevant or we even call them drama kings or have the um, take the time to call them drama kings is because they're good. Right. Antonio Brown, mm-hmm. right? He's good. Yep. Um, um, we can go on and on like Iverson, right? Iverson. He brought a lot of drama. You know, yeah, t- right? <laughs> not a real game, but practice. We talking about practice. Remember that? Yeah. Not a real. Was... I love. There's a comedian. Who was a comedian that imitated? He imitated Morgan Freeman imitating Allen Iverson. So he's like, practice. We talking about practice. Not the game. Practice. <laughs> practice. Practice. Not a real game. Yep. But practice. <laughs> he had, and everyone was cracking up. This dude, did, did he, I forgot the guy, the comedian's name. He does, um, uh, he does a really good Charles Barkley. He does a really good Stephen A. Smith. Hmm. Stephen A. Smith is one of my one of my favorite people to to yeah, listen person. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, he's got, just, yeah, he's got character. He's funny. And we also have the same got, sentiments. We, yeah. we we think the same thing. Like, we, yeah. like he's still a Knicks fan. That's the only difference. I give him my Knicks card. Yeah, it's who's a, your it's team? a tough card. Who's your team? Knicks fan. No, come man. on! God. It's a tough it's 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 a tough life. Alright, shit. I'm out. I'm leaving. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I mean, I didn't love I kind of I like Jason Kidd a lot. Jason Kidd's my guy. I was a Nets fan. I was a lot big time Nets fan yes. growing up with Jason Kidd, Kerry Kittles, Vince Carter, Richard Jefferson. That was my team. Um Martin, Kenyon Martin. Oh yeah, that was my team. That Savage. was my favorite team. Talk about there. Rough Riders, dude. That was a good team. That's the only way they Keith make Van, the finals. Keith Van Horn. Yes. Know, like these, it was, that was a fun team to watch. So, But how do you think that team makes the finals? They're a bunch of rough. They had an edge. They didn't yeah. just play basketball. They yeah. had an edge. Yeah, Kenyon man. Martin was a rim protector, dude. Yeah. You know, good alley-oop. Vince yeah. Carter, Rich Jefferson on the wings. But I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan now. Yeah. I turned on my Knicks card. They, look, they were good this season, but but mm-hmm. I I know what's going on. I like Julius Randle though, and and uh, he's he's working. But like, I know his, but I, his improvement this year was unbelievable. Like, but they don't think I know what's going on. That that's a honey dick to get fans to come back and then they're gonna be bad again. No, classic Knicks nope. setup, right? Yes. <laughs> or, but Melo, what do you think about Melo coming? Back to Lakers. Like, what do you think about Melo originally for the Knicks? I didn't like the trade because at the time. The Knicks were winning. Stoudemire was putting up 29 yeah. a game. And uh-huh. he was that kind of like bring your lunch pail to work thing. And Knicks fans are down. You know, New York fans are down with that guy. And they chose to trade the house. Mm-hmm. Gallinari. Yep. Felton was in his prime at that time. Gallinari's young coming up. You know, with good coaching. And and another really, really good. They gave up three players for Carmelo because they knew he would sell tickets. True. 
So mm. you weren't go. Nobody goes to Carmelo Anthony because they're thinking about winning a championship. Yeah. So do I like Carmelo Anthony? Yes. Does he work hard? Yes. Did the guy humble himself and learn how to play defense under under, under Brown? Yeah. Um, not Brown. Oh, Woodson. Mm-hmm. Under Woodson. Is that his name? Yeah. The black guy? Who's yep. the black guy that was a coach? Yeah, Woodson. And that one season where they took the two seat, that, mm-hmm. that, there's a season they finished second. Yeah. That's because Carmelo was back there playing some deep. Yeah, that's what and, we needed. That was the kind of issue. That's what yeah. I was like, we signed him originally, but that was kind of frustrating. You didn't sign him though. Nobody signs Carmelo signed to play defense. Yeah. You sign Carmelo because he Score. puts butts in seats and he and yeah. his and the fluidity of his of his shot is yeah. just he's one, one of the, the best scorers. He's ever. one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Yeah. I'm glad he resuscitated his career mm-hmm. in Portland. Right, because he looked like he was having a good old time out there with Damian Lillard, <laughs> and now he's with the Lakers. Yeah. Um, but something happened because he looked like he was on his way to China, <laughs> you know, like with, with Marbury or whatever. Yeah. But something happened when he got back to Portland. There was something about him that was just different, and mm-hmm. and people cheered him for it, you know. But I cheer. I don't want. Look, I, I want the guy to win, and he's a Nick too. Know, at the time, to you want him to win. Yeah. You want him to win. Yeah, we should have been talking about basketball this whole podcast. We <laughs> sat there and, and then they got Jason about... Kidd. Well, they got Jason Kidd that year, and they went like they got like fifty two wins. That yes, year. that was Jason, the two seat, right? Yeah, Jason Kidd, a... like just a floor leader, and that's and that's kind of what's interesting too. Is like you got Jason Kidd, and that's like what I'm trying to find in volleyball too is that like floor leader, like on a team, like who's gonna be the one that's gonna take charge, like on yeah. a team. You have and a better like, chance finding that in a sixes game, yeah, <laughs> than, than a fours game. Sixes oh. games, you're gonna find a lot of a lot of old generals. Oh, like doubles too, though. You know, like, even that way, I'm saying, like, you know, yeah. you're like, you need, you need that guy who's going to, like, maybe be, like, the more strategy guy, like, on a yep. team or, like, figure that out. Where Jason Kidd kind of had that right. feeling of, like, I'm going to take command of this team. And, like, All right, here's you know. A, here's, a, here's a volleyball question as yeah. it pertains to kids. Is there a player on the tour or that we've seen on, in, 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 in the America scene coming up that is a, a type of Jason Kidd? When I say that Jason Kidd, I mean not just leadership. Mm-hmm. Because um, in a two-person team, there's one of them's got to be a leader anyway, right? There's no, there's no such thing as 50% control in a, in a, in a, in a volleyball doubles uh, relationship for all of you listening. That, that, that animal doesn't exist. There's always going to be one person who has slightly more control or whatever. Mm-hmm. Percentages. Uh, so not just leadership, but someone who can work the ref, work his plot partner, work the other team, and dictate how fast or slow he wants the pace of the game to go. Hmm. Something that kid was very good at. If he played a, a fast break team, he slowed up. If he played a team that was that was slow and good on the other end, he's throwing touchdown passes to right. whatever. So, who on the tour? Uh, um, I guess are we we're, we're still male bias, right? We're still thinking about men. Right. Um, who on the male tour that we had that that we have on the tour that's that's even remotely close to Jason Kidd right now? Yeah, I gotta think that. I think that through. Um... Like who's that analytical? Like who who can like bisect the game? Well, a little Ma- bit? Mayor was the the guy. It's close. He doesn't even the, play anymore. Yeah, Mayor was the one guy. Um, I think except Billy Allen. I see Billy Allen, and honestly, like I almost think about this way just because the way he plays a little bit is so I think so smart and as Miles Partain almost, but he's just not as vocal yet. Yeah. Like he's not. He's probably not because he's he's young. Like he's still like getting to that point where he could feel like he's playing with a you know a blocker that might be ten years old than him. But like, he if he's more vocal and like his craftiness, like to his game too, like it's something different that you don't see like in some other guys maybe. Too. He's so sound yeah, fundamentally too. He's sure. so fundamentally sound in his. There's no frills in his game. Mm-hmm. You don't. Um, I was saying this morning I ran into uh, Todd Hollenbeck, 
who's a head coach at Menlo College and like Jeff Nygaard's assistant at USC. And I said, you're going to find plenty of athletes who jump higher than Miles. You're going to find plenty of athletes who hit harder than Miles. You're going to find plenty of athletes who are more athletic than Miles. But yet, there he is. Yeah. And there they are. Maybe he, maybe he's our Jason Kidd. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, you know, you were hesitant because of his age, but yeah. what the hell? What the hell? What do we care how old someone is when he's making AV, uh, like tour stops in, a, sure. in the semifinals or finishing uh, quarterfinals? And yeah. I think Manhattan Beach, what they lost to, did he lose to Ricardo or something like that? That was also a quarterfinal sure. match and to, get it, to get into the semis. And he's composed, always in the, under control, too. Every it's game, like, every game looks like one-one with that kid. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's he's maybe this kid is our Jason <laughs> kid, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So who would be our who'd be our LeBron? We don't have a LeBron. Hmm. We don't have a LeBron. We 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 have a few Hardens. <laughs> they gotta argue with the refs a lot. Who's arguing with the refs the most then? Too LeBron's arguing with the refs all the time. Who's flopping? Like who's who's arguing? Who's flopping? Hmm. Nick Lucena. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Casey Patterson. Yeah, potential. How about them, huh? That was the. Yeah, How about all, all three stops? They're in the finals. They're playing great. They're in the finals, all three stops. Yeah. You know, the weird thing is, Casey was on Casey Jennings' podcast, and he was asked, Would the young Casey let the old Casey get away with what he's getting away with now? He says, Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that's what we need in the men's. Scene. But the hard part too is like you have this like professionalism around like sports necessarily. But then you got like Casey, who's like fun to watch. Like people love watching Casey play because he's he's animating. But you got you got like like other players who are very composed and like not showing that emotion. So it's kind of like a mix of like almost in beach volleyball. Of, like it is fun to watch someone that's gonna get excited, get riled up. And the same point though, you're playing a sport and you're being like. You gotta be serious, and you're trying to stay in your game mentally too. Where do those styles complement each other? Like, yeah, for example, I guess so. you like, got Buttinger and Patterson. True. One guy who brings new meaning to the word introverted, yeah. right? Um, and Casey Patterson, who should wear a NASCAR suit for his sponsors <laughs> and shit. Um, yeah. Maybe yeah. that's the secret of success. True. One yeah. guy's gonna be level-headed and just kind of not level-headed, but just calm. Yeah. I want to see him serve more competitively. It's the only thing I think that's missing from their game. Shit, if they're gonna play together, and it doesn't mm. look like they're gonna they're gonna last that much longer. Because Case, because Budinger wants to go to the next Olympics, and I don't see Casey making it to the next Olympics. Mm. So, um, I just want to see him serve tough. Yeah, that's gonna be serve lol- I mean, they can serve lollipops and not get licked on the domestic scene because they have a their his twitch reaction is amazing. Right. And Budinger is is not credited enough with being a formidable front row blocker. The guy's got amazing athleticism and reach. Talk about basketball transplants, huh? Yeah. A Nets player, right? Play with the Nets. Yeah. He played with four yeah. NBA teams, including yeah, the Nets. Yeah, he did move, right? Yeah. And, I, and I was listening to the commentators. They said he was runner-up on a slam dunk contest. I think so, yeah. I was and about to say, I wasn't sure if he won it. I said, kiss my ass. Yeah. No, what? How I come know. I, what? Yeah. But when you think about it, though, how many times do we hear about runners-up in slam dunk contests? True. It just he was hidden in plain sight the whole yeah. time. Damn. So yeah, I wasn't sure if he won or not. I remember that. I remember that slam dunk contest because yeah. I mean, I think he was he was top volleyball recruit also out of high school, right? Yeah. Yep. And then he chose basketball. Yeah. I think. I think Hagen would be a good partner for you, but he's already got Paige. Mm-hmm. 
I think McLean would be an excellent partner because as far as backward defenders, the man has everything in his toolbox yeah. at every single pl- person we talked about outside of Ahmed and Lupo and, and Christian Sorum has. He yeah. has everything that everyone on his domestic scene has. They just don't sure. see it yet. He's even trained with Ali San a couple of times and Ali San, um, Bruno's old partner, said the same thing. Hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah, I like I played McLean a couple times. Too. I like yeah. I always like playing with Rob. He uh, yeah, and he because tra- he tips. He's, he's vocal. He, you know, he talks to you throughout the game too. So like, <laughs> is that a good thing or a good thing or a bad thing? He's very vocal. Yeah. <laughs> See, I like that though too. Because and but some people may not like that, but if my partner's like telling me things, I'll listen, and then you could I could take it, and then I'll try to like work on that necessarily but and, and those and styles complement each other and you trust it and you kind of yeah. want to trust what they're saying look at Baranek and um what he did with bill kalinsky yeah that was 2019 from the qualifier all we the played way them to the in the qualifier yeah they were, everyone did that they were, <laughs> they were the mean, eight seed and we were yeah. like the 50 something seed. dude they beat you guys they beat rob and rob yeah and they beat jake all right and earl and i watched then, that game against rob and, rob. and then Lost first round to Rafu and Ed, and then won like seven straight contender bra- ten contenders bracket matches to yeah, make the semis. Un- that was unreal. But think about it: how many times? How many times in between plays was Bill Kalinsky saying something every single mm. time? Mm-hmm. Every single time. That must have been almost. He slowed a- down the game. He saw yeah. that the game. I mean, you have much. players watching him. They were suffering from secondhand stress. Just yeah. watching him have yeah. something to say. For him. It's like, yeah. shut the fuck up. But, yeah. but, yeah. but you don't know what he's saying. I know. And Eric was okay with it. So you know what? Yeah. <laughs> Go. Mind your own business. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't they just yeah. mind their own business? So, um, yep. yeah, but I, I like Rob for you. Mm-hmm. Um, holy shit. Hour and a half. <laughs> Time flies. <laughs> um, is there a, a particular like a, a Instagram handle? Anyone wants to know more about about Mike? Mike Cavateo? Oh, I'm Mike underscore Cav5. Mike underscore? Cav. C-A-V. Five. Cav5. Yeah. As in Cavalier? Yep. Cavateo. <laughs> That's my nickname. I mean, people call me Cav. Or, so, you, so you grew up Knicks? I grew up Knicks, Yankees. Yankees. Um, but Knicks with John Starks, though. Yeah, I mean that was that's my team. Yeah, I'm, I mean, give, I'm giving the, away my age. The front rim shot, the yes. one front rim, f- back rim, and it's like roll. game. Some, I don't even know what playoff game it was. That was sick. I do remember Starks having a chance to win it all. They're up three games yeah. to two on Houston. Yeah, and, that hurt. And he had a chance to dish it to Ewing or for the tie, but he chose to go it off for it all, and he missed. Mm-hmm. And then the next game, he missed like 18 out of 19 threes, and that's the Shoot. curse. Yeah. That's the curse. That's the only thing anyone's gonna remember, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, not not all the awesome things he did. Yeah, he was a competitor to get to the finals. The you dunk, had to beat the, the dunk Bulls. On, was it dunk on, on Jordan? Jordan, <laughs> he dunked on two people with his yeah. left. Yeah, that was sick. That was dude. That's a po- you know. I think I'm gonna just take down this poster <laughs> behind Switch me it up. and just have him with his left dunking on Jordan. That was that was awesome. Jordan got the last laugh, of course, but. Yeah. Um, they they were that put him up the Knicks up 2-0 and then Jordan and Scotty and them mm. won four straight Charles Smith was like under the rim took like five shots with 10 <laughs> seconds left under there, he's right there yeah, so no but that's my team that was Anthony Mason yeah. that was Hubert Davis mm-hmm. that was Greg Anthony that was Ewing that Charles was Oak. Oakley yeah. that was um Rough Riders man yeah all the, those guys are Rough Riders bruiser dude. yeah they were they, they, I mean, the whole league back then too, the Pistons. Too. Well, between them and the Pistons, yeah. that when it, that they introduced the flagrant foul. 
Yeah. The flagrant foul was introduced in 1990 because of... Right. Yeah, because of the foul of of a... if a foul, no matter how hitch, like if you touch someone, and if, or if you clothesline him and knock him out of the air, if it's the same two points, yep. like shit, that's like saying if murder and a parking ticket's the same thing, I'm just yeah. gonna go stab someone in the neck. <laughs> so uh, next for me, yep. Yankees, same thing, Jeter during the Jeter era, yeah. Bernie Williams era, yeah. Wetland, introduced into Rivera, um, Dave. Don Mattingly, Mattingly that guy. Was Paul Pierce, pure. yeah, uh, Paul, uh, Paul O'Neill, Paul O'Neill. Just I was at the '96 game six, game seven on Wade Boggs and the against horse. Atlanta. Yeah, yes. dude's yeah. riding on a horse. Well, how the hell, first of all, how the hell did a horse get into the stadium? <laughs> yeah. This dude is like, I just won the World Series. <laughs> going to ride oh, let's horse. get on the horse, and he's doing like high fives on a freaking horse in yep. Yankee Stadium. Yeah. yeah, that's my team. I grew up. Um, my, the house I grew up in Brooklyn, Lou Gehrig, actually lived there for a year. Oh, um, so I was a born year. Even before I even knew what the rules of baseball was. Right. He used to commute from Brooklyn to the Bronx until the team was like, you know, stop being cheap. Go live in Park Avenue. We'll yeah. pay for it, you know. Because yep. he's from that blue-collar family where, like, the whole concept of paying all this money to live in this apartment mm-hmm. was like a waste of money. Yeah, that was how be there. He was raised differently. But what are you going to do? You're going to do a, a police escort. From Brooklyn, Flatbush Avenue, right, all the way to the Bronx every day. You can't, uh, you can't do that either. That that might be just as expensive, and right. for the same money, if you you pour that logic down his throat. Yeah. So. Oh man, I'm so sorry, I missed you at Tower Twelve. Oh, it's all good. Yeah. yeah. What, well, what about your time. football team? Uh, Jets. Yeah, it's a rough. Uh, it's it's a sad. It's been a sad couple of years there. Mine is hey hey hey, <laughs> let's go Buffalo. Okay, that's my team. Nice. Bill stands for boy. Yeah. I love losing Super Bowls. <laughs> B i l l s. I don't care. <laughs> All right, so I got your Instagram hands on. We're gonna we're gonna head out. Cool. Is there anything you wanted to add? Um, God, I mean. I was all over the place, so sorry about that. Nah. Maybe at some point when I'm, I'm more prepared or and when the season starts up a little bit and sure. have an outlook, definitely get out there because I really enjoy talking about some of these tournaments. Yeah, which I don't call next tournaments. I just, I mean, yeah. she, we, you saw the video. Yeah, that's that's a first class setup, dude. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. and, a, and big up teams. to Carly, right? Carly Gant, right? She's yep. the one setting it up. Her and Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, big up to them because they there was confusion twice they didn't know I was coming to do color commentary so there was I this thing where I was like I took this trip for nothing and that was the first up, game right they ended up giving me a court mm-hmm. yeah oh great. Coconut Beach was they, it? I only yeah. needed to do one game yeah that was great and once I did one game everybody was like yeah no that guy's awesome and the Sweet. feedback we were getting they were getting from social media was like I don't with respect <laughs> to the rest of those guys it was I felt like a rock star because nice. I, I literally had people saying Putting their name out there, saying, "Hey, this is my name," and I don't care what they say about that guy. That guy, that's like that. That guy's analytical. Um, was I, I thought it was. I, I felt like a rock star. It was great. You know, Grossell came on the podcast because of the things I was saying about his game analytically. He says he wants to talk about that more. Yeah. So he came on the podcast. Sweet. Yeah. Looking like Christian Bale with a shaved head. <laughs> you know? Also, talk about hey basketball. Yeah, big, big Mike. mics who big play mics. basketball. Uh, yeah, for, you played. He, he had some good numbers too. He, he put up some good numbers in, yeah. in college. Citadel, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't think of Citadel that much when you think between that and St. John's, but a mm-hmm. bunch of dudes in the best shape of their life in a military academy. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like watching the all army volleyball team. I mean, these guys are in the best shape of their life traveling around. Yeah. 
We need to film them more. It's that, like that, a VMI. Mean, they score like 100 points a game or something like geez. that. Jeez. These, these VMI, Virginia Military School, I think, something yep. like that. Yeah. Just run. <laughs> eight seconds left in the shot clock. They, they shoot. They shoot. They shoot like within eight seconds right away. Oh my god! It's pretty fun. It's fun to watch. That is fun yeah. to watch, dude. So, all right, shit, we're out of here. Everybody watching, where are you? For all of you at home, for all of you on your iPad, for all of you on your iPhones at the lunch line at Starbucks, who took the time to watch this. For Miranda, so glad to see you. For my man, Big, um, I can't call you Big Mike because that's yeah, his gimmick, Mike, Mike Avateo. <laughs> I'm Jason DeBase. This is episode 113. We're out. Come check out the Option Podcast on optiondb.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear. Let's end.